0: Yeah, so yeah, here's but... my
1: call. I've got an 18-inch call out in here. Oh, man. I know you're being funny, but it's not. It's yes. Harry, not at all.
2: Jester, it no. but... Jester, it's
1: You're listening it says, to...
2: Kuya is an absolute moron.
1: Filmmaker Mike and the boys. Let's try it. Let's Eight, three, recording in progress. Three, two,
0: one. Yo, everyone, you're listening to Filmmaker Mike and the boys. Joining me for this episode is Sequester Jester. Hey, hey, everybody. And Pinhead. There he is. There we go. There you go. Just some ASMR. Mm. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> That's yeah baby. Yeah, baby.
0: Yeah.
2: So we are
0: without Kuya.
2: Thank God. I mean, uh, yeah, we're, we miss him. We miss him a lot.
0: Well, he's enjoying, he's enjoying uh, San Diego. So. I just
1: want to put it out there right now, Kuya. I love you. I miss you, and I can't wait for you to come back. Come back home soon, baby boy.
2: Yeah,
1: ditto.
0: <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> saying, thank God. Off.
1: Yeah, you just turned the fuck off. Shut <laughs> up.
0: Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Let me backtrack that. Uh, <clears throat> all righty, so we're going to kick things off with – heads movie review on Spiral, the latest installment in the Saw franchise.
1: So I'll give you because there's other uh, quick synopsis of it, but I'll give you the IMDb synopsis of this because this is closest to the telling you what the movie is without spoiling it. So the synopsis is a criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice and spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the book of Saul. It's directed by Darren Lynn Bosman, written by Josh Stolberger, oh God, no wonder why. And Peter Goldfinger, oh, that's another reason why. So this explains a lot. It stars Chris Rock. Samuel Jackson and Max Mangella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's the... Let me do this real quick because I want to make sure I'm... A, yeah, it's him. So anyway, this movie was absolutely average. So let's say it together. It was average. Middle of the road. road. Like this movie... This movie was the, and I know I say it a lot because that's what we're getting a lot, but this movie was the epitome, the bare definition of average. It wasn't good. It wasn't dog shit. It was just literally average. And that's saying a lot considering the last Saw movie, Jigsaw was pretty fucking average too. So, we'll get I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because the movie was average and it was boring. I I I mm-hmm. I really had a hard time. This movie's only an hour and 33 minutes from credit to credit. Mm-hmm. It was very boring. It was very average. Chris Rock was okay. He was fine for what he is. There were points where you really enjoyed his acting, and you could say, "Okay, I believe he's a detective. I understand that he's doing this, and I can see what he's doing." And then there's moments where he just takes it over the fucking top, and it—he it, starts doing that CB4 mm-hmm. acting. If anybody's ever seen CB4, the movie, the comedy movie, the Cell Block Four that he was in in the '90s, mocking NWA it was an it was a gangster rap spoof but the same acting that he had in CB4 he he does it in Spiral he pulls back where you go okay he's doing a good job and then he goes over the top so it takes you out of the movie mm-hmm. let's talk about the important parts of this movie which are the traps the traps are fucking garbage they're trash a guy has this, you know. There's a tongue trap. Ooh. There's a Chinese. There's there's a there's a chi- Chinese finger death trap on steroids. Ooh. Look out!
0: You a know? Chinese finger death trap. I know. Yeah, I'm on doing.
1: steroids. Yeah, on, st- I'm on steroids. <laughs> like they they try doing that. Ooh, you know. <laughs> My grandmother didn't even budge. She was like, oh, okay. And then you had the final, like, there were, oh, I will give them the one trap. There's one trap toward the end that I really enjoyed. It had to do with glass. And it, it, and it is brutal. Like, the trap is brutal. The idea, but the, the idea behind the trap, I'll just say this without spoiling it. There's a contraption where glass falls into a, a wood chipper. That's connected to, mm-hmm. I think it's a 747 uh, jet engine that pushes, and that's that's where I'll leave it. And it's holy cow, yeah, it's and I was like, oh shit, now we're talking, yeah. now we're and it was brutal. And I'm not gonna spoil it because, and and that's my like it gets real brutal. I'm like, all right, here we go. And by the time that one's done, and Chris Rock gets to that point. It's too little too late because there's 10 minutes left in the movie. And then we're, then we get to the nonsense where I don't know if it's me or my detective hat or whatever. And people are, people are calling this a knockoff seven. That's an insult to seven. And then it's an, it's an insult to other saw movies that actually were good. Like saw one and two, the first two saw movies are fantastic. After that, that's a subject for another day i'm not getting into it i'm just saying here we were like chris rock was talking about how he like everybody talked about how chris rock he, he he has this great idea and and he's a huge super uber fan of saw and he wants to put it in a new direction bullshit
2: so i have a question yeah um in what time frame is this supposed to be around Saw? After,
1: before, during? So from what they're pushing it without spoiling it for other people, because that's another spoiler. That's that's another going down spoiler territory. So okay, okay. without being, and I'm not trained to be an asshole or be vague, but without spoiling it for people, because that's another spoiler. It's in the timeline between Jigsaw and okay, okay, I, I, I really got to be, okay. So it's, let's say it's six months after the last jig, the last. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this with, and, I, and I'm not trying to, and I'm stalling and I'm stuttering, but I'm trying not to ruin it for people that I'll say but don't, this.
2: But don't say so
1: I'll say, I'll say this. Every salt timeline counts. So from one to now,
2: there you go. To the last
1: one, it doesn't matter. It's it's in the entire canon of Saw from okay. one to now because they they do something in the movie, and I'm not gonna spoil. It, they do something in the movie that tells you it's in the entire canon because it's a they do a cop out bullshit that tells you it's in the entire <laughs> canon. So it's from one to now. So it's so you. You had to have seen every Saw movie, but you kind of don't. That's where we're at. So without spoiling it. Um, Wrapping it up, I saw, and like I said, like I was saying, you know, people say this is a seven knockoff. It's not. Because that's an insult to seven. And like I said, that's an insult to the first Saw movie. This would be, if, if it's a seven knockoff, it's a Dollar Tree family value 99 cent store version. You know, it's Robert Cop version of seven. You know, the, the Justice Society or some <laughs> shit like that you would get at the, at the... I saw the killer coming 10 minutes in. I knew who it was. I knew who it was. And this movie does some bullshit That's even beneath M night Shyamalan twist type of shit where they try and fuck with you, where they go, it's not that killer who you think it is. And they do a trap. That's why they have that trap. I just told you about. And then they do a trap at the end. Well, when we get to the trap at the end, they go, Oh no, we were just kidding. The guy you thought was the killer is the killer and they reveal everything. And I was like, why are we here? There's a very heavy handed social commentary in this about, I'll just say Mm -hmm. without ruining it again, I'll say it's a social commentary about the police. It's a very very strong social commentary about police. However, (laughs) it gets destroyed by this pathetic middle of the road Pussy ass plot that Most third graders and Fourth graders could do a better job So It would be great to have That social commentary that they have in this That That's the twist because the social Commentary is the twist That's great if the movie Actually worked On any level of suspense Horror Anything like I can see the push and pull. So Darren Lynn Bosman, as far as I'm concerned, is a hack. I'm just going to say it right now. Saw 2 was awesome, and he directed it. But then we kept getting Saw 3 and 4, which are trash. He left away and worked on his magnum opus, which was Repo the Genetic Opera which if you're really high as a kite, it's a great musical. But if you have brain matter, it's complete trash. So long story short, he hasn't done anything for years. He's, he's done movies, but they've been straight to bargain bin DVD or VOD. This is his first movie back in the big budget mainstream uh, category. And he fails on all levels. The directing is absolute trash. It's fucking garbage. And this is just, and this isn't just me being harsh on horror movies. Anybody with. So, Mike, your wife, Julie would go and see this. She's a very smart, intelligent woman. She would go and see this, and maybe she would squirm a little bit at some certain things, but for the most part, she'd come out going, it's an insult. It, it, it insults our intelligence. And that, and I, and I, and I bring her up, or you, or anybody, because that's for someone on a non-horror basis. Imagine what someone who me who is very well versed in this. We're done with this. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give my rating. It's a one point five out of ten. Oh man, this this is worth streaming if your girlfriend dumped you and she's not sucking your dick, (laughs) your wife divorced you, or your girl, or vice versa, whatever, and you're very depressed, and this is the last option you have. La La Land's not on, you know, (laughs) for Mike. (laughs) Mandalorian is somehow cut off, whatever. Like, your space (laughs) is gone. Marvel, the Snyder Cut was... Booted off of, you know, HBO Max. Hell now.
0: no, hell but, no. <laughs> but,
1: but what what I'm saying is, for some reason, these these miracle anomalies happen. Then you could watch it on streaming, right, for free. Otherwise, don't waste your time because. And I'm saying this because Chris Rock and everybody touted that this was going to be the reboot of the Saw franchise, and I didn't think it was going to be that. But there's Critical things that happen in this movie, like completely wasting Samuel L. Jackson for one. I know, I understand. I knew he wasn't gonna be there for the whole movie. But he's in there for a grand total of four minutes. What? And that's and that's and that's including the trap time. And I've already said too much. He's in there stretching it if you stretch it he's in there for a grand total of five minutes and 30 seconds and these guys and i know why they did it they didn't just they didn't just go oh it's chris rock they said chris rock and samuel L. jackson and they did it to get asses and seats by the way you still failed fuckwits. wits <laughs> um i understand why they did it but it's dirty pool. Like I was telling Daniel about it when I was talking to him about it. It's what we call in the wrestling business, cheap heat. It's a cheap way to get people in the seats. It's cheap heat. So now that I think about it even more, it's a one out of 10. So that's my review for spiral. The the best part of the movie was the end credits. (laughs) And I'm not saying that just to be funny. The best part of it was the end credits because they had the 21 Savage uh, spiral song on there that I've been listening to religiously. However, at the end of the credits, and because I've been listening to it a lot, that's why I said the best part was the end credits. They kind of tweak the song a little bit and remix it and make it even better at the end of these credits. So I'm hoping that they put out a remix version because he did tweak it. You can't, you, my, my ears are bad, but they're not bad. I heard the remix and it was nice. And I stayed there, my grandma wanted to go. She's like, I'm done with it. I'm like, no, nope, we're, we're, we're finished. I gotta hear this. And then we left. So.
0: So let me ask you this question. Your rating for this movie scores much lower than Army of the Dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we can.
1: because I because <laughs> I'm not a. I expect. <laughs> I knew Zack Snyder would deliver more. I expected more out of Spiral, and I don't know why I did, but I did because of all the. We're reboot. Like everybody in the community knows what we're ta- what I'm talking about. So, so I'll say this, and we can wrap it up. Everybody in the community knows what I'm talking about. Even people that weren't in the community. We talked about this. Chris Rock touted that he was bringing this great idea that he had this. He's a huge fan of the Saw franchise. I was like, okay, cool. I, I, didn't, I didn't dismiss it because we have John Krasinski and uh, Jordan Peele. They've already proved themselves. So now we got Chris Rock and Chris Rock's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Saw. And I have this great idea that I want to come here. One of two things happened. Either that was bullshit and they just said, yeah, give Chris Rock whatever he wants and we want him in there. Or, and he's not a fan. Or two, you're a fan and you made the worst fan fiction you've ever made in history. Those are the only two options. Either Chris Rock is not a real fan and that was just publicity to get him in there. Or Chris Rock is a real fan of Saw and he made the worst fan fiction ever. Those are the only two options. Because I knew the directing was gonna be shit. Darren Lynn Bosman was directing it. I was hoping, what I was hoping was that. What And, I know, and, and I'll, I'm, I know I keep saying, I'm gonna wrap it up here. What I was hoping in my mind is why I gave this a lower score than Army of the Dead. Because in my mind, I was really thinking and hoping before this movie came out, before I heard Darren Lynn Fuckwit was directing this, I was really hoping that it was written, directed and produced and starred by Chris Rock. People scoffed at that idea because that was the original thing that came out and people were like, oh, this is gonna be stupid. I I was hoping that was gonna be. And now that I see what, what came out of this film, I would have much preferred that what I thought in my head than what we got because between Chris Rock's overacting and Danlin Bosman's shitty directing we got mm-hmm. I'm being nice average at middle of the road is being nice so it's ai I'm going to be nice I'm going to I'm going to be really nice because I like Chris Rock My final verdict is a two out of 10 that I can't go no higher than that. And that's me in a good mood. It's a two out of 10. That's it. It's a two out of 10 and that's still lower than army of the dead.
0: Yeah. So that's it. So
1: there you go. Two out of 10.
0: All righty. Cool. Well, thank you for that review. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on next, um, want to talk about the bad batch episode five rampage uh the bad batch continues on with a mission uh so it says here the bad the batch strike a deal to take on a mission um did you get to finish it jester
2: i did finish it yeah yeah it was okay i'm just i want more you know and like i think i've been spoiled by mandalorian if i'm being honest because like you know, we, we, complain complained that there wasn't enough of Mandalorian sometimes. Like we wanted, I mean, we wanted more, like I'm saying now, but at least with each episode of the Mandalorian, I felt like I was progressing in the story. I don't feel like I'm progressing right now. So I, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying the episodes. I'm not disliking them. I just, I, I want more. Yeah. So, this one was okay. I mean. I, I, I honestly, this is gonna sound really bad as a Star Wars fan. I don't really care where the Rancor came from in Return of the Jedi. Spoiler the, alert.
0: Um, supposedly that's not the same one.
2: I heard that, but like, wh- why else add a add a Rancor like like infant Rancor, and that then have.
1: Uh-huh. And not and not to interrupt I thought you got your Star Wars card <laughs> revoked last week When you were proven wrong from Mike so.
2: Oh I did So Okay then I have every right to say what I'm saying right now then. Exactly so <laughs> keep going <laughs> Um. No I love the Bad Batch and I love the characters and, and like each episode that we watch I get like a hint And A little bit of a, a dopamine rush Of excitement from certain things that happen But I'm not like oh my gosh I can't wait for the next episode guys I can't wait I I don't really care like honestly I f- I started this one and then I forgot to finish it like that's that's as a Star Wars fan I feel I feel terrible you know what I mean
0: You forgot
1: to finish. Yeah I forgot so it so in your opinion it's not like Mandalorian level of like I must see this Yeah
2: it's the story hasn't done anything to where I'm wanting the answer to the next question. At least with Mandalorian, there was a mystery going on. And there is a mystery in this one, too. But at least with the Mandalorian's mystery, like little pieces of the story were being handed to us each episode. Enough to where I was like, oh, wow, that's something really big. What's the next thing going to be? This one, it's like, we're going on a side mission to do this and then this and then this. And I'm like, okay. I like that. I like that I'm, I'm getting every step of this new world that they're developing, but I, I think I said this to Mike when we were at work. I wish instead of 16 episodes, we got eight, and they made them all like one hour, hour, and 15-minute episodes, like the first one. Because um, the 30 minutes, I feel like is just not enough for these little side missions. And I understand they're very much trying to stick with clone wars era you know tv show uh cartoon network tv show kind of thing where like 30 minutes every week and yay you know kids getting up for their morning cartoons but after the mandalorian dude it's tough like it's really hard for me to to stay interested uh i was talking to brad and he was like i'm just gonna wait till they all come out and then i'll and then i'll binge it because i just it's just not going to be the same and i'm like i'm almost at that point where I mean, I'm not going to because I'm still a nerd enough to I want to go watch it, but <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's almost better if if all these were out and we can binge them.
1: Yeah. So but... for so so what you're saying for a non-space wizard uh, inductee like me, uh, it's not on that level. The bar was raised too high with Mandalorian as far as. Yes,
2: for you, and for. You. Y- If I was recommending this to anybody else, I would ask first, did you watch the Clone Wars? And if they said yes, I would then ask, did you like it? And if they said no, then I would say, then the Bad Batch is probably not for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's probably what I would say.
0: Gotcha. Well, if I met someone who said I didn't like the Clone Wars, would I fucking punch him in the face? I mean,
2: I mean, I I completely agree, but because I'm sure like, like my pop, for example, (laughs) absolutely loves the mandalorian but he just can't stay long enough to watch clone wars like he's like yeah they're cool but i i don't really want to watch the next episode i don't really care and i'm like okay that's fine stop asking me so much so many questions old man then watch the show
0: yeah watch the whole series so you get yeah all, a lot of your questions answered
2: i completely agree but or um, well, perhaps-
1: tell your pop or tell your pop to say fuck the space wizards and come over to the dark side and join Star Trek.
2: Oh, wow. he loves Star Trek too. So, oh, uh, I so love you. Did
0: he? Did he just start season one of the Clone Wars and then just try to go from there? Or
2: well, I told him. I said, uh, look, man, if you're gonna watch that show, um, very much expect to be because he's not as much of a diehard fan as I am. So I said, oh, very, okay. you know, expect the very much low budget child-centered uh content until about season three then then season three it will pick up and then you know it'll get really really good to where what we got in season seven and um (sighs) see that's something i'm not i'm not trying to say the bad badge is immature in any way like it's very much mature for this animated show it's just it's just not keeping my interest right now you know i don't know
0: uh, yeah, I I'd say weird. it's mature. They're dealing with human trafficking again. No, I know. I mean, and like ooh, I think they, I think that's cool. Really, you they, know, dealt, th- they dealt with that in uh the Clone Wars. Um, and they're they're dealing with it again in this uh particular episode. And then these characters, um, I forgot their name, the species. Is it Zygerians? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, um, we haven't seen them yet since the, that episode of the Clone Wars. Uh, that was an interesting episode as well. Um And then yeah, so Moochie is their target that they're supposed to save. And spoilers, they think it's a kid. It's some kid who's been enslaved, but it turns out it's an adolescent Rancor. So for those who are not familiar with what a Rancor is in the Space Wizards universe, it's uh, the huge monster uh, monster creature (laughs) that Luke Skywalker encounters in Jabba's palace. And that he he's tasked to kill without the use of his lightsaber, you know. And I, well, I remember when I first watched *Return of the Jedi*, and I started watching it, I'm like, okay, it is. Okay, he enters the palace like a motherfucking badass Jedi. Force Force fucking chokes one of the um, what's the name? The gamorian uh, guards. guards. The, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit! Just like his father, uh, you know. And then he's like dealing with Jabba, and he's telling him. Uh, Release my friends, release uh, you, release Captain Solo and the Wookiee to me. Uh, All that stuff. And then, of course, Jabba's like, he tries to use the Jabba, uh, he tries to use the Jedi mind trick on Jabba, but Jabba's not weak minded like Bib Fortuna. By the way, Bib Fortuna getting his moment in the spotlight. We saw him at the end of Mandalorian season two uh, as they introduce, uh, of course, the Book of Boba Fett. And obviously, there he's been living it up, uh, you know, eating all the desert frogs and uh, goodies from J- Jabba's palace. Uh, and then here in this episode, we see Bib Fortuna again, but this time, of course, in the timeline, he's still working with Jabba. So the Bad Batch has to save. They find out that they have to save an adolescent Rancor, and it actually helps them in the episode escape their captors because they get captured by these slavers and um, they have this beast, um, I forgot the name of the creature, but it's essentially a big ass lizard that can fly, that can glide and like has a whipping tail. So Moochie the Rancor actually, there's some wrestling moves there. I was like, oh, Yeah, she's like fucking beating him, like everything. I'm like, oh, she bites the tail of the, uh, the lizard, like, what if I'm like, fuck yeah, bite his ass and like fucking <laughs> some blood. Like, it's,
2: it. it was actually, I really enjoyed that part. It really, I mean, we got our own like miniature Godzilla versus Kong kinda, you <laughs> know, it was yep. kind of nice. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. It does end up that, um, Omega,
2: Omega is the one
0: that ends up, uh, saving them. And then we also find out from the their new friend that used to work with a Jedi. Uh, she knows about, so they traded information uh, with in return for the Bad Batch saving Moochie and returning uh, her
2: to... Um, Bib Fortuna and Jabba the Hutt.
0: Yeah, to Bib Fortuna and Jabba the Hutt. Uh, I forgot the... My goodness, I need a character list. Sid. Sid, yeah, that's right. Thank yep. you. So Sid... Sid is the informant and that tells them, hey, save, save the, save Muchi, and I can give you the information you want on the bounty hunter, which is Fennec Shand. Um, and she tells him, like, she's mm-hmm. she's pretty much she's pretty new, but she's already built a reputation uh in the bounty hunting, you know, in the bounty hunting uh field. And she is curious as mm-hmm. to why, why she uh of all the bounty hunters, why is Fennec Shand on them? tracking them down
2: yeah she says to uh hunter at the end like you must be a lot more valuable than i thought if fennec, right. if someone like fennec shand's after you right now
0: right and so um i'm still thinking that i'm thinking that it could yeah i think it could it could have been the kaminoans that hired fennec shand to track them down and to get them particularly omega but i i also think it
2: could be boba fett you're thinking it's boba fett
0: I, I think so um, because interesting I, I really think um, if he if he knows about Omega um, then that really puts her as his sister
2: I wonder if this is gonna be possible ties to uh, the book of boba if we're gonna get anything like that
0: why not well, I, I wouldn't be surprised
2: uh, yeah no I mean that would be cool interesting boba I, I thought I keep thinking maul man because he's in charge of the Criminal guilds or the right. criminal underworld right now. Yeah, but, I mean, Bo- Boba makes sense. I mean, I, I think he's I think he's getting close to his prime right around now. Um, if Cad Bane's dead, right, and then that's or- what they're sticking with.
0: Yeah, Orta Singh was uh, also training him, right?
2: Yeah, but I, did he? I can't remember if he dumped her off or not. And because uh, I think she she supposedly died, right? Right, right. When she crashed.
0: Yeah, but then we don't. We don't know. So, yeah, I know there's some of that. I stuff, mean, I we've, seen, we've seen Darth Maul get cut in half, and then <laughs> I'm rising from the garbage.
2: Oh, wait. Um, she, no, uh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson uh, from Solo, his character killed her. Cause that, that's how he built his reputation right. or someone like that, like, everyone said, oh, you're the one that killed Aura Sing.
0: That's right. That's right. So, so hmm. but I'm still thinking there could have easily been a lot of time in between where, yeah. you know, she could have been training him. Could so, be. And as far as, yeah, so Moochie is not, uh, what I, my, my instant uh, reaction or connection was, oh, Moochie is the rancor that we see in Jabba's palace, but it's not, because uh, Moochie is a female adolescent. And the rancor that we see in Return of the Jedi is named Patisa, who is actually male. Right, right and that's why when bib fortuna arrives with a, another character i can't even remember um, to pick up muchi i was thinking like where's Balakili, the the rancor caretaker
2: yeah the crying fat dude yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm
0: like where is he where is he and it was like oh okay now that i know that that's not the same rancor it makes sense so i'm like mm. okay so but yeah um, i'm liking i'm liking the episodes Definitely nothing, not very like, oh my God, like, you know, nothing like that. But I think it's it's building up to that moment or perhaps moments or that episode, you know? Um, and we keep getting, Wrecker keeps getting like, oh, my brain is hurting, something in my head is hurting. Yeah. Hunter sees it, like, are you okay? Like, and I'm like, holy shit, that's gonna be just, it's just gonna be a switch sooner or later. And he's just gonna turn. So um, really interesting to see what happens next. So this is the fifth episode. We supposedly have, I think, 14 to 16 episodes. Um,
2: Yeah, because, I mean, that's if you count, like, the first hour and a half we got as three episodes. Then we would have 13 or 14 or something like
1: that. Right.
0: So there's Uh, there's still a bunch of story to get to.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Like the the thing about these guys is I feel like they could kill them all off in an interesting way and it would be, it would still be a good story. They don't have to survive. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So that kind of gives them the leeway, but I just, I don't see them doing something like that with, um, I, I don't know. I mean, who knows, man. So they're sprinkling in some stuff in here that's kind of dark and I'm like, are you warming up the audience for the last five episodes to be extremely dark you know i I don't know what they're doing so i'm curious
0: right yeah um who knows i the these characters obviously are very popular ever i mean to to warrant their own spin-off series uh because when they released season seven last year uh these were uh, aside from the uh the mall ahsoka episodes and the finale the, the Bad Batch episodes were, you know, it garnered a lot of reaction from fans, positive reaction from fans. And then they announced this, uh, they announced that they were making the Bad Batch spinoff series like a month or like weeks after or something like that. Not too long after that uh, season seven was uh, wrapped up. Um, they could die. I'm thinking they're not gonna, they're not gonna kill them off they're introducing us here and we could get a live action series or maybe not a live action series. We could see them in live action sooner or later in another, in another series. Why not? Um, Disney likes their money.
2: I mean, oh. as long as Hunter survives, cause he's my favorite at this point. Oh just, yeah. Like they're showing like little hints and stuff like that of actually how strong he is. Right. You know what I mean? Like he overpowered the guard from the whip after he's getting tased right and he he literally was overpowering shand until she headbutted him so i wonder if that's foreshadowing his fight with wrecker if this Ah, happens. interesting Yep. you know like i i have like i don't know that you don't we don't really see him fight too much to where he's fighting for a long period of time to see how strong he really is so I, i i don't know man and that's what i'm saying like maybe maybe they kill off crosshair and wrecker and then we're only stuck with three who knows? Uh, you know they could do all kinds of cool stuff.
0: And then Omega or Omega could be the last one because we all know Alpha is the beginning and Omega, is yeah, the end. So
2: yeah. Oh, I, I saw a really funny uh, uh meme today. It was the Step Brothers. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel yeah.
0: Logan. Daniel Logan posted that too.
2: Oh, he did. yeah, yeah. It was like step clones, and it shows, like, yeah. Boba and Nomega, yeah. Yep, yep. That was great. Um, but, yeah, she she's pretty smart, man. I I, I mean, at least she's not, uh, to Kuya's point, she doesn't got that teen angst. Like, she's actually doing what she's told. Mm-hmm. The only reason why she went and helped them was because those guys were searching the ship. And right. She had to leave.
0: Right, and she knew something was up.
2: So, so I, I like... I like that a lot. Like I, I don't dislike her character in any way. I'm just curious as, as of right now, what Their play is. So.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's the bad batch episode five. And so we're moving on to one of the biggest pieces of news this week that dropped. Um, This is from NPR.org. And this is all about Amazon so Amazon makes a deal to buy MGM for nearly 8.5 billion dollars. So it says here Amazon has made a deal to buy Hollywood studio MGM for almost 8.5 billion. It's the second largest acquisition for the company after purchasing Whole Foods. The Jeez, tech company man. the tech company already runs a film studio Prime Video Streaming Service, and video game streaming site Twitch. But the MGM deal is its biggest move into entertainment. Amazon will get the rights to the Golden Age Studios Film and Television Library. So, and that's part of what, um, it does make sense from that perspective. Uh, It says here, MGM's catalog includes more than 4,000 films. Including such such pop culture staples as Moonstruck, Legally Blonde, Rocky, The Pink Panther, The Silence of the Lambs, and Poltergeist, and of course you can't forget Stargate, uh, RoboCop, and this British Secret Service agent from MI6, James Bond. Fuck so, What was that? Falcon. <laughs>
2: It's kind so, of scary, man. I mean, they're getting their own Infinity Gauntlet and adding the gems to it.
0: Well, they're pretty, they're pretty much saying, "Fuck you, Disney. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Fuck you, everyone else. We're Amazon, and we're gonna we're gonna go toe to toe with you guys." So it makes sense from uh, that perspective for them to compete to really uh, keep going, because when you look at what Disney did, uh, you know, before buying Lucasfilm and Star Wars before buying Marvel, they really didn't have, Disney did not have, they cornered the market on the girls market. As far as Disney princesses, they had that, no problem. But what they were missing was the boys, was, was getting the boys market, you know? So, they, and this is what I'm, I'm speaking like before the Star Wars and the Marvel acquisitions, right? So, and that's why they took risks on Tron Legacy because they wanted that boy market. They took risks on the Lone Ranger, because again, they want, but again, when you look at how those did it, you know, I mean, Tron Legacy could be argued like, yes, we could have, we should have gotten the sequel already years ago. Um, And had they done that, there's a growing, there's a very passionate fan base for the Tron uh, franchise, uh, but that didn't happen. Not until, of course, they realized, like, hey, let's buy Marvel. And when they bought Marvel, they realized that, hey, now we can, you know, and you've got, you've got it all over the parks, and you see what they've done with Marvel and just the superhero um, comic book film genre and how that's changed. And, of course, when they bought Star Wars, they really solidified. And, of course, not just back then, their thinking was just very skewed in just – Oh, we just need a boys' market, but now when you look at it, Marvel and Star Wars, you could easily say that it's not just for boys; it's for everyone. It's for boys, girls, you name it. It's for anyone and everyone, and that's why you know they have uh, different uh, ethnicities represented. They have you know um, all these characters from all these backgrounds. So as far as Amazon. They realize, like they don't have, they have, uh, they have some content where they, they're trying to get, you know, but they don't have something as uh, what they call IP or interle- intellectual property that's been established for many years, and so that's why they went for something big like this for MGM because they've got James Bond, they've got RoboCop, Rocky, and the plan, of course is aside from owning those films and those the rights to stream those films, their plan of course is to uh, make new content based on those franchises and those properties. So we are going to get, we're gonna get either a new Rocky film series or it could be a streaming series, a new Robocop film or a series of films or maybe it's a series as well, who knows? um the sky Who cares? well the hardcore fans may not like it but the their goal is of course to i'm sure the goal is to appease or to um, to uh, lure the hardcore fans but their goal also is to introduce new fans to you know to these properties
1: so i want to say this real quick people out there please please please, do your due diligence. Be like Galactus and start gobbling up as much physical copies as you can. Gobble them up. Suck them in. Because these motherfuckers are going to keep doing this nonsense. It's going to keep happening. And we're going to have to keep paying for it. And you guys are going to go, I have to pay for Paramount Plus. I have to pay for Disney Plus. I have to pay, you know, because we can't be original with the Plus shit. But that's a discussion for another day. I have to pay for HBO Max. You wouldn't have had to if you just gobbled these physical copies like I'm telling you. Gobble them up. Gobble them up as much as you can. All of us need to do it. All the Criterion, all the, anything that's out there, gobble it up. And we'll trade because these motherfuckers need to bend the knee. And this is not the way they've been. Like, we can't keep putting more and more and more money into subscription services. This is pushing us further and further away from cutting the cord as they were establishing this streaming war in the first place. This is what this streaming war was supposed to be established for in the first place with Netflix and everybody, it was to cut the cord. And we're getting further, and fr- we might as well still fuck. We might as well go back to the fucking cord. At this rate, we might as well go back to the cord because we're we're paying more for streaming than we would just having cable. This is nonsense. It's well, fuck with
0: shit. It's we, fuck with shit. We've cut the cord, but I guess we've cut. Yeah, the we've cord cut the cord, but, but we
1: put the we put the virtual Wi-Fi tube up our ass. That's so.
0: right. We've got wireless. So exactly. Got it's, it's
1: fuck with shit.
0: So a quote from the Variety article, um, it says Jeff Bezos says Amazon will reimagine MGM IPs for the 21st century.
1: So there. Yeah, he's come. gonna reimagine putting cocks in people's mouths more and more because that's what people are gonna do. They're gonna suck the Jeff Bezos, or excuse me, lick the lollipop. <laughs> well when you
0: when you compare all the streaming services uh netflix is solely streaming although they are going to begin dabbling in video games um disney of course is multimedia uh and so is hbo max hbo max is primarily streaming um and and content but when you look at amazon amazon varies in that they've got your streaming but oh we've also got your groceries and all the stuff that you love to buy at the store we'll ship it right to you in tw- in 2 days for free or if in some cities you'll get it <laughs> within the same day from the moment you tap order so that's the thing that they um that, that differs them from all the other you know and whether we like it or not the streaming wars is still going to ravage on the only thing here is that they are really going to do their best into, hopefully, putting out the best content because whatever whatever uh, streaming show or film garners, you know, uh, word of mouth and social media chatter, that's what people will tend to flock to. You know, if it's a viral hit, if it's a if it's a uh, absolute sensation.
1: So That's all well and good, but they're not going to put out the best content. You and I both know, let's, not, let's cut the bullshit. Let's cut the bullshit. You and I both know with this streaming war and this continuing stacking on like Tetris, they're not going to put out the best content. At best, they're going to put out the very bare minimum and a couple will slide out. For every Stranger Things, for every Boys, for every fucking Bride or Handmaid's Tale, We're gonna get muck fucked and a a mock of them and they and her. Like, let's not be daft here. We know that we we know where this is going. Now, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I'm challenging all you fucks out there, all you fuck with streaming services. Prove me wrong. That's all you gotta do. Prove me wrong. And I'll be gladly, to, I'll be glad to empty my pockets, but right. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And most people with a brain, hopefully, will not do it. But we live in a brain dead society, so there you go. But most people that have common sense will not fork out this money to brain dead, fair, middle of the road bullshit. Like, like if you're smart at best, you'll you, you'll go back on. Oh, Stranger Things has got a new season. Uh, I'll put my money in, take it out then. Oh shit, the boys is coming back, That you know? But w- are you are you really gonna sit there and pay for that shit when you're getting muck middle of the road bullshit? Oh, I, I'm paying for this service because I'm waiting eight months down the road for, so for the again, boys like stop So again, my,
0: my argument with this, for Amazon Prime Video, you're not necessarily paying just for that service. I know you're getting
1: diapers and you're getting yeah. video games. So, I get so it. I get when it. When people, but we're not just talking it. about Amazon here in the streaming wars.
0: Right. Right.
1: That that that's a that's an anomaly in the system. We're talking about the overall spectrum of the streaming wars and the overall spe- spectrum of the streaming wars. These guys can't do average middle of the road bullshit anymore. They can't.
0: Right. Well, speaking of uh, streaming wars, so Netflix released, uh, so from their Netflix film, they have several social media accounts um, from Netflix film uh, for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Would you guys like to take a guess on how many households have watched at least once Army of the Dead?
1: 22 million. 22 million.
0: Twenty two million. Jester, what's your guess?
2: Oh, I'm surprised they even released the number. Usually they're pretty hush hush about it. Yeah, um, I know.
0: When it when it does well, Netflix will. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's true. Ooh. All right. I'll top uh, Pinhead. Thirty million. Too low. Wow. Seventy two million
0: households are betting on debt. Damn. Army of the Dead has been the number one film around the world and is projected to be one of Netflix's most popular films ever in its first four weeks. And to that, I say congratulations to Zack Snyder and to Netflix (laughs) Film and to Netflix itself for giving us a solid number, unlike Warner Brothers slash. Warner Media who could not give us anything for Snyder cut but they'll release oh it did lower than Kong versus Godzilla but then Kong, but by the way they rated it Kong versus Godzilla released at the beginning of the second quarter and not the first they're just fucking bullshit anyway what what uh, what I'm what I'm excited about is that now at least Zack Snyder obviously has something with Netflix and it's just the beginning of a working relationship that will work well for for him. And he's pretty much said in interviews while he was doing press interviews and promotion for Army of the Dead that he's essentially done with working on other intellectual property. He's just going to work on his original stuff, on the stuff that he's been wanting to work on, which to I say, you know what? Go for it. If they're not if they're not gonna give us the continuation of the Snyderverse, which, again, you know, and by the way, Warner Brothers, this was just released. It's it's amazing. It astounds me that we're finding out all this information after the after the fact, of course. Um, so the, I think it was the guy who worked on the guy who's working on the score for the Flash film, if I'm not mistaken, has supposedly said that one of the first things that Warner Brothers cut from Zack Snyder's original Justice League cut was Flash go uh, running through the speed force to save the whole world. Oh my they gosh. Did, they, did not, they did not understand it. Warner Brothers did not understand the point or the concept.
2: That's the best damn scene in the whole movie, dude. That's exactly. Where, that's where I literally was like, "Oh my gosh, what the hell is going on?"
0: Exactly. So when you have, when you have studio heads, executives who don't understand the point of the Flash, which one of his main his main fucking power is speed and being able to go back through time to save the whole, not just the whole world, but the fucking Justice League, and you cut that out, like, holy shit. So stupid. It it just shows it just shows the incompetence and the lack of understanding of the of the source material and the characters and the everything. Like holy shit. Uh so you know, and the fact that yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I'm just I'm just this this just pisses me off, first of all, that like that's ridiculous because like you said, but with this news about Army of the Dead, my opinions aside of how the movie was to me this is why i I, look i know people have their issues with netflix but the reason why i like netflix is because they let creators do whatever the hell they want and to see the success of creators doing whatever the hell they want being a massive success is good news for the future of uh new people coming in and doing the projects they want to do. I mean, for crying out loud, how many animated, how many animators and uh, artists did Netflix steal from Disney because they could do whatever they wanted. AKA, you know, we got love death and robots where they're doing whatever the hell they want. And it's, you know, it's bonkers, but it's interesting. Right. So it's good news. and I'm, I'm happy for Zach. Unfortunately, I'm saddened to hear we're not going to get any more justice league and, good I mean, DC stuff. As,
0: as far as we know, you know, they still could announce something. I'm still holding out hope, you know, maybe, but, you know,
1: that's adorable.
0: Common sense would just dictate, <laughs> would also just dictate that they should have already done it. Yeah, exactly. Already announced something after, you know, after the, the success that it was, and just the word of mouth and the social media chatter and the people just losing their fucking minds that this movie is actually good. And it's not just, 30 more minutes of deleted scenes mm-hmm. or of bullshit. It's it's you know,
2: Warner Brothers that that's the reason why we're not getting it. So,
0: yeah, um, it blows my mind. But I'm still, who knows? But, you know, if if, if it's not going to happen, then I'm willing to accept it. Fine. At least we, st- the fans still won in the fact that we still got the Snyder Cut. That is still a big accomplishment in itself. Um, but you know, who knows? We'll see. Uh, and then of course, uh, other DC news, this one just broke like, uh, yesterday or two days ago from the Hollywood reporter, Todd Phillips has struck a deal to co-write the next Joker installment. So it appears that we are going to be getting more of Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix's Joker. Um, which I'm game. I'm da- I'm down to see more of that character, uh, but I don't know how you could do another film without somehow introducing Batman. I
2: don't know Batman himself. Like Batman. Like, come on, dude! Like, how else are you gonna make that movie without Batman?
0: Right. And that's the genius of the first film, that I thought was like, I could I see why you know because and again that first film. Um, Warner Brothers did not want to do that mm-hmm. film. They didn't want to take a gamble on it. But you know, surprisingly, they did for a rated R film, not focused on a hero, but the villain. But of course, they show you and they they give you uh, a story, a story to allow you to connect and feel for the character and understand why you know such a character would go batshit crazy. Um, We do get a Bruce, we do get the Bruce Wayne there and his, his parents, but no, no Batman at all. And that film ended up being a billion dollar film in the box office. And Warner Brothers was like, oh my God, we made a billion dollars with a Joker, with an R rated Joker film, you know, and they're, and you guys are fucking surprised. Like you, you guys obviously don't understand your, your material and your characters, like of all the people, of all the characters that would make a billion dollars, of course it's Joker. Why not? I mean, if Heath Ledger was still alive, and you know, uh, we, uh, Nolan, of course, would have done the Dark Knight Rises. We could have seen a different Batman film where Heath Ledger's Joker would have been back. You know, I don't see why they would just, if if he was still alive, that they would have. Not uh, had had have him return.
2: He was um, supposed to return. Huh? The he was supposed to return.
0: Yeah, there. right. So you know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, say what you will about Batman, and but he is their cash cow. You know that the character and the 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 universe and the just the um the character itself. I mean, we're getting a brand new Batman film. Next year, with Robert Pattinson's Batman, with Matt Reeves' Batman. Uh, so, you know.
2: Which looks surprisingly
0: well, he, good.
1: He, he, he's the Spider Man of DC, for sure. Because it doesn't matter how much comics keep falling into the sea like they're doing, Batman and Spider Man <laughs> comics still fly off the shelves.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And they're they're absolutely recognizable.
1: They're the only thing keeping comics alive right now, apparently.
0: (laughs) So, and then we also got uh, news for HBO Max. Um, So the directors for Bad Boys for Life, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala are set to direct the upcoming Batgirl film for HBO Max. So this is from Mm -hmm. uh, The Hollywood Reporter and Christina Hodson, who wrote Bumblebee, um, and she also wrote Birds of Prey, and the flash film, is going to be writing this film. Now, not a uh, few years ago, we had um, this guy called Josh Whedon, who was supposed to make the Batgirl film.
2: Oh but, yeah, right. Really, he was supposed to make it.
0: Yeah, he was. He was attached to it. Um, and then, oh, man. and then out of nowhere, uh, it just they announced like, oh, he just couldn't come up with, something. and I'm like, you couldn't come up with something, really? Out of all that you've done, you couldn't come up with a story for, or like a treatment for Batgirl, a script mm-hmm. for Bat, like that doesn't make sense. But who knows what was already happening back then? Um, so yeah, uh, but I'll I'll take I'll take these guys, I'll take you know, uh, Christina Hodson over. Uh, Josh asshole Whedon to, to, get, to get more work, you know, uh, knowing not what we know now, of course, after uh, everything that he's, uh, he's done. I mean, threatening Gal Gadot's career, who was already an established star, he, ba- he, he pretty much threatened her. And there is a video clip of her um, being interviewed uh, from international media. And she, when uh, you look at, you read the captions, she does, she's speaking in um, a different language. I, I can't remember what exact language, um, but
2: she's she, really, right?
0: Yeah. So she basically admits that, yeah, he, he threatened her. He threatened to end her career if she wasn't going to do what he wanted her to do during okay. the Lee shoots for Justice League. And she handled it. She talked to Warner Brothers brass immediately. And they handled it, but of course, you know, for uh, up-and-comer like uh, Ray Fisher, you know, <clears throat> for the longest time, everyone was saying, oh, he's just looking for attention. When in fact, what he was saying was, all the truth. So, yeah, um, what, what gets me is why Batgirl is going straight to HBO Max. I'm hoping that this changes. Um, I think Batgirl should be a movie on the big screen because you've got a lot of Batgirl fans um, and just people who know the character from all sorts of media that would love to see this on the big screen and not just HBO Max. So, yeah,
1: and the people the people that are working hard on this project deserve a lot more respect than that. I mean, and I'm not knocking HBO Max, but if you're going to be... If you're going to give Birds of Prey the push, you should give Batgirl the push, too. There's no reason not to do it. Right. You know, you're doing Supergirl, and you're touting all these things, but you're saying, you know kick rocks to Batgirl like that doesn't make any sense to me right and it makes me wonder where the Supergirl movie will go if they're doing this with Batgirl you know right
0: and I mean it's it's in the character's name we know Batman is the cash cow why would you why wouldn't you put Batgirl on the biggest screen possible
1: exactly
0: and you could you could still go stream it to HBO Max, you know, day and date, whatever, because that's exactly. actually, that's fine. That's actually done well for Warner Brothers and HBO Max um, streaming these films, day and date. In the we saw it in Godzilla vs. Kong, a lot of people came out to see in the theater, you know. Um, so why wouldn't you? I would. I
1: would just hate to think that uh you gave a mediocre film like Mortal Kombat a full release <laughs> on both, and then you give Batgirl seriously bottom feeder shit it's it's unacceptable
0: right right so another piece of uh dc news i did not this was from last week i did not get to mention this i totally forgot but this is this is huge um so warner brothers animation our home entertainment confirmed that they are working on an injustice animated film
2: oh yeah oh
0: that's so yeah.
1: cool Yeah. Hell yeah! One more time. So I'm like,
0: you know, you know, we're we're getting we're we're essentially getting bits and pieces of it and teases in Zack Snyder's motherfucking Justice League, and if they just say, oh, we'll do do the second film, my god, all the things that we could see in live action. But to this, I'm still excited because at least we're still getting something. But you know, um, and then of course we've got Green Lantern. The Green Lantern Corps. Um, we've got Jeremy Irvine is report. I have no idea who this actor is, but he's reportedly in negotiations to play Alan Scott in HBO Max's The Green Lantern series. Um, so apparently, he's from films such as War Horse, and I believe the um, TV series Treadstone, which is a spinoff of the Bourne series. So. Gross nobody cares let's see uh let me find i know there was more news to it that was recently announced um but yeah uh again green lantern we could have seen a brand new uh we could have seen um what's his name oh my goodness john uh what's green lantern's name in justice league the animated series
2: as a Hal Jordan or a John Stewart?
0: John Stewart. We could have seen John, oh, motherfucking Stewart, hard, in live action.
2: But no, we don't in get Zack
0: Snyder's Justice League. But you know, Warner Brothers is like, no, we're gonna do it.
1: So uh, you know, we don't like black people around there. So
0: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't- but, but hey, we're making we're making a Superman with a black Clark Kent and a yeah. black Superman. So we love black people.
1: Exactly. That's all for show.
0: But you know, Ray Fisher, shut the fuck up. Like shut the fuck exactly. up. Exactly. You know?
1: Dance monkey. So from
0: variety.com, Green Lantern, HBO Max. So yeah, they uh Jeremy Irvine is cast as gay superhero Alan Scott. So um this is the first Green Lantern, the classic Green Lantern. Um And supposedly, we're going to be seeing, the story will span, okay, so the story spans decades and galaxies beginning on Earth, 1941 with Scott, and then heading to 1984 with cocky alpha male, uh, Guy Gardner. So they did cast an actor for Guy Gardner. If you're not familiar with Guy Gardner, he is another Green Lantern human from Earth, but he's very cocky. He's pretty much an asshole. I don't know why he became a Green Lantern. <laughs>
1: like, what the Isn't fuck? Isn't that everything against the Green Lantern credo? Like, mm,
0: yes and no. I guess you could be an. I asshole. I mean, I defer you to you guys. you guys. I don't.
1: I a... don't know. I don't know the shit about. But
0: you, you, okay. you just can't be a pussycat. cat. You know, you, you got to be a bra- You got to be a hard ass.
1: You can't. Also... <laughs> you
0: know, you can't. You can't flinch, like from fear. But you can be an asshole because I mean. I guess there's, um, what's his face from, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, so you,
1: you can rape women and beat the shit out of them, but as long as you're not afraid of heights, you're good? Like, <laughs> is it, what's, what are you telling me here, like?
0: No, 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 no. Um, so I'm referring to Sinestro. On well, the yellow core. Right. Well, he was first a Green Lantern. I guess he's not necessarily... I understand that. Yeah, he's not necessarily an asshole, but, you know, he's bordering on the line of, like...
1: If if you ask certain people, he might be the hero of the story. Right? (laughs) but seriously.
0: So other uh, Lanterns that will be featured in the series include the aforementioned Guy Gardner, Bree Jarta, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, also being featured in the series, as famous Green Lantern villain, Sinestro... However, before he takes his villainous turn, he will be seen as one of the Green Lanterns. The series will connect to the upcoming movie, which they have not officially announced yet. And John and Hal, so Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan, you know those two big famous Green Lanterns? You're not going to see them in this series. We're saving them for the movie. Oh, by the way, we could have fucking introduced them. And we could have introduced one of them. In Zack Snyder's Justice League, but no, we're gonna handle it, Zack. We'll take it from here.
1: So if they're not gonna do that, then why don't you just go to my favorite lanterns? Where the red lanterns at? You know, right? Like if we're gonna if we're gonna fuck around and we're not gonna do Hal and you know, then let's go straight to the red lanterns because I love the red lanterns.
0: Right. Um. There is an Green Lantern animated series from years ago, and they introduced the red lanterns oh. so i would i, I think link
1: that to me because i love the red lanterns that's because yeah. i don't know i don't know much about the lantern but when the red lanterns were introduced that's when i like read and then fell off and i, I started reading a lot of that yeah i love the red lanterns
0: so it is on hbo max
1: green Lantern. Okay,
0: Green Lantern: The Animated Series.
1: Are you talking about that 3D type series? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out.
0: There's only one season, but I
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: remember watching it, and I was I was really digging it. Yeah, they have the Red Lantern there.
1: I'm checking it out then.
0: Yeah, they have the Red. My next binge. And the Blue Lanterns. It looks like the Blue. Yeah, Blue Blue Lanterns. Yep. I don't know anything about the Blue Lanterns. So. Yeah. I need to dive more into Green Lantern comics. Um,
1: Me too, man, because it's fascinating.
0: So, believe it or not, Jeff Johns, who uh, the co-conspirator of one, (laughs) um, and he's still he's still he's still working. And uh, he's say what you will. I mean, he has actually done a lot for DC Comics as far as you know revamping the green Lantern story um, the flash I think he, he was responsible for flashpoint um, and also uh, Aquaman in the new 52 and, and okay. reintroducing the characters and you know making them more uh, not necessarily believable but just making them more endearing in the comics so um, but yeah the gre- uh as far as the spectrum of different Green Lanterns, not not just Green Lanterns, but the different color spectrums. So let's see, give me the breakdown here. So the White Lanterns basically are uh, all about life. Red is rage, Orange orange is avarice, yellow is fear, green of course is willpower, blue is hope, indigo is compassion, Violet is love. Black is death. So, Nice.
1: I would definitely fit in with the Red Lantern corpse.
0: Yeah. I mean, eventually, it would be really cool whenever we get that Green Lantern movie series and if they even get to make a trilogy of sorts or an actual series or a crossover that we'll eventually get to see all the spectrum of lanterns.
1: That would be awesome. They like mm-hmm. they need to make a Krypton type Green Lantern series where we just get the whole spectrum. Because a lot yeah. of the people before Krypton was canceled, a lot of people really enjoyed that series. They were loving it. They liked the way the story was being told from what they saw from before Clark Kent comes to Earth and all this shit. Like people really dug the Krypton series before it was canceled.
0: Right. I need to finish that because um, what they were building to was really fascinating.
1: Yeah, I know. And that's what a lot of people were telling me, like in my con- like in the circles, like they, they were telling me like this. This is this is the series to watch because it, it, it goes beyond just being a comic book fan. So. Right. And they were. And like you said, they they, they were they're really building something really good. And then they just canceled it.
0: Right. So moving on, I guess I wasn't planning for DC News, but I'm now realizing, like, yeah, there is a bunch (laughs) of news, which is cool. Why not? Um, one more piece of DC News. Um, not necessarily news, but it's 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 gaining some buzz online. Um, Superman and Lois, the episodes and what they're building to. Um, so what got what really got me excited? is, um, and I haven't been I haven't been up to date. So now I'm gonna do a deep dive and get back into them. I don't know why they had it on HBO Max for a limited time, they took it off. Like, can you just leave it there? Cause the CW app sucks. It really sucks. Like I would watch it on the CW app and then, you know, there'd V commercial, that's fine. And then once in a while, it'll start like glitching. And then I'm trying to rewind or backtrack track it uh, back a bit and then it's going to give me shit
1: and then I Yeah that that that's one thing I hate about that app. Yeah. And I don't I don't know what they're doing with this show because you you were talking about that and HBO Max and it's also on full syndication now on TNT. And that's that, that that's rare that the transition period goes that quick. Like right. it, that, that's quick. Well, because um,
0: Media, AT&T owns TNT as well.
1: No, I understand that. But right. what I'm saying is, so it took a long time for them to get Supergirl on there. It took right. them a lot longer. It took them a longer time to get Supergirl on TNT than it did Superman and Lois. So that's right. all i Right, right.
0: Yeah, um, I just wish they kept it on HBO Max because HBO Max yeah. is easier to use and they, they put it there for a limited time and now it's gone so- <laughs> I mean eventually I think they're going to put it back there when the season one is done but I mean what's come the on point?
1: What, what's the point like why are you doing yeah.
0: this can you just make it easy I mean if you make it easier for people to watch the show people will watch it Exactly. people want to watch it will watch it so anyway it's
1: free promotion
0: right what's gotten me really excited about Superman and Lois is that they introduced a character from Superman comics. And the character is uh, in the, in the, in the series, the character's name is John Henry Irons, who is essentially steel. So he play he wears a, a, a suit of armor and has a Superman cape and, and has, he has a big like steel hammer. Because he is essentially based off of the historical figure. Or um, is it a historical figure or lore?
1: John Henry.
0: Yeah, of John Henry. So they introduced that character in the show. And I guess his niece as well. So I saw that on Instagram and I was like, what the hell? So that got me excited because one of my favorite Superman stories, graphic novels, is the collection of The Death of Superman. Which is where I was first introduced to Guy Gardner, who at that time did not have a Green Lantern ring. Now that I think of it, he had a yellow ring. So I'm like, "What the fuck is going on now?" <laughs> and then um, let, me,
1: let me ask you a quick question, Mike. Yeah. That mean we're gonna get a reprisal of Shaquille O'Neal in the old <laughs> suit again,
0: <agreement>? right? Uh, <laughs> So the article, so there is an article from Variety, if I'm not mistaken, that mentions what's happening currently as far as Superman and Lois right now. And the character of Captain Luther. So I read some stuff about it. I'm like, oh, okay. So now you got me. Now I'm gonna go back into the show because I did stop watching it when the Snyder Cut came out. Nothing else mattered but that, of course. But now it's time to, because I'm seeing people buzz about the show. And I'm seeing, like, you know, um, people talking about it. And now I'm getting really excited because people are just raving about this Superman show that is supposedly really, really good. I mean, I've liked the first, you know, few episodes that I've seen. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited to dive back into it. Um, All righty. So, moving on, we have – let's move on to some Marvel news. Oh, God. Well, this one is from Marvel and Sony. So uh, we have Craven the Hunter. He's been cast. <sighs>
2: yeah, this is Guess stupid. What? Though
0: it's not a new actor. It's not nope. a new. It's not particularly a new actor that's going to be in the new. Uh, a bre- a newcomer to the superhero franchise. It's Aaron Taylor Johnson, also known as Quicksilver, from uh, the event that one Avengers movie, where Age it, uh, of
2: Ultron. Age
0: of Ultron, where, oh, you didn't see that coming? I'm really fast, but I'll catch the bullets. Hold on.
1: Hold on. I need one for this. Continue. Continue. Uh,
0: How many of you downed?
1: (laughs) This will be the fifth one. Holy shit. Oh. Since we started? Yep. (laughs) Holy shit. That's light work. I
0: thought that was like your (laughs) second one or third one. That's light work. Jeez. Okay. So this, well, this-, one is, this one is from the rap.com. Aaron Taylor Johnson to play Spider-Man villain, Craven the Hunter. So believe it or not, other actors that have been approached uh, uh, for the role, uh, one of them has been
2: Keanu Reeves. Oh, he would have been great. Really? Yeah. Dude, why didn't he take it? Um, he would have been awesome as Craven. It's probably
0: like no. the Matrix, the Matrix needs Neo. <laughs> I'm still oh, doing Carol. John Wick 15. <laughs> uh I'm I swear I saw it on in an Instagram post. I'm trying to find yeah, so other actors uh that Sony approached to play Craven before landing on Aaron Taylor Johnson is Brad Pitt. Ooh, oh. Ooh. Keanu, Keanu yeah. Reeves. John, John, David, Washington. Okay. okay, okay, that's that's a nice touch. And one more, Adam Driver.
1: Oh come on! Okay, oh, and that's <sighs> you had you really those they, they had that four, dude.
2: four amazing amazing picks, and they picked you the same it. guy that you was in it. Age
1: of Ultron. <laughs> what? Oh my god! You copy? blew <laughs> You blew it! <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, dude. Adam Driver, uh, even dude, I'm sorry, man. Uh, Washington would have been awesome. That would have been a Washington great Washington would have been perfection
1: yeah. and Adam Driver would have been fantastic. Keanu yeah. Reeves,
0: I think, would have been awesome. Yeah. Adam Absolutely. Driver would have, yeah. any one of those would have been awesome.
1: Dude, why did I we mean, get this? Lady story? Gaga would have been better than this shit. Oh
2: my gosh, this is so <laughs> stupid. Why did they do that?
1: <laughs> this is Sony, correct? It's Sony,
0: Sony. This is Sony. No Marvel.
1: wonder why. Fuck nature. We're, we're
0: yep. not. Di- we're not Disney Marvel. We're great value brand Marvel. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we're we're Dollar Tree. We're Robert Cop version of Marvel. So, so stupid, man.
0: So for Sony's upcoming Marvel movie slate, so then the the next film we're getting, of course, is Venom Two, which will be released in September twenty four, and then of course in partnership with disney and Mar- uh, marvel um spider-man 3 spider-man uh far away from home yeah december 17 2021 no way home right or no way home yeah yeah thank you no That's way home. home yeah now Something about home with all the spider-man
1: homes. find your own fucking way home
0: yeah get <laughs> home. <laughs> so and then uh, yeah so spider-man so we're getting two this year so venom 2 and spider-man 3 and Morbius, which was we were supposed to get this year, but they pushed it back to next year, January, January 28th, starring Jester's favorite, Jared Leto. Um, by the way, there is a Teen Titans clip of um, Beast Boy impersonating, is it,
2: yeah, it's Beast Boy. Is it Beast Boy and then Robin? I think it's Robin that impersonates. Um, Robin impersonates Jared Leto. Correct. Yeah, and the Beast Boy. Uh, and that's Jack Nicholson. He does um, Heath Ledger too.
0: Heath Ledger's Joker. And then yeah, and then um, but yeah,
2: it's oh, hilarious. He does Mark Hamill's at the end, and then that's, that's the one right. that, like, took that's the cake. Right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Mark Hamill's Joker from Batman the Animated Series. It's a great clip. I shared it with you guys. I shared it on some other fan groups. It's hilarious. So and it's, funny. It's just yeah. I would have liked it though if they also did Jared Leto's Joker from uh, the Snyder Cut. That would have been cool too. Oh yeah, that would have been a nice. Add-up. But I I kind of took it as if Robin is an interesting choice. If the theory that Jared Leto's Joker was formerly Jason Todd. Right. Robin, I was like, ooh, what are you trying to say? I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! Now I'm gonna watch the that Snyder That would be Cut. awesome, right? so all right so yeah uh check that clip out i'm sure you can youtube it uh teen titans joker something like joker impersonations yeah you should be able yeah, to find yeah. it yeah so anyway back to the sony marvel movie slate so morbius is january 28 2022 and then we have spider verse 2 which i'm really excited for october 7 2022 and then the craven uh craven the hunter film is not due until January twenty three.
2: Yeah, I don't even care I, anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at those four picks, I would have taken any one of those and gotten really excited. Yep. I mean, not nothing against Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think he's a fine actor, but for Craven the Hunter,
1: he's had enough of the fucking roles already. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Godzilla yeah. Like, what, what, how many what do you want? You go you globe goblin? Like, do you need all of them? So and you're mediocre at movie. best, so you shouldn't be getting that many roles. Well, he's yeah. already
2: in a Marvel movie, you know. What I mean, like, and if they're gonna tie in all the all the multiverses, you know, with Doctor Strange, hopefully, then what is he doing here? Like, this is so dumb. And I mean,
0: you get to play, you get to play Elizabeth Olsen's brother in Age of Ultron, twin brother, and then you die. And then you get to play her husband. I mean, enough, like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let the rest of us go.
0: Yeah. How about, how about have someone else play Elizabeth Olsen's husband? You know,
1: <laughs> Dude, oh. just,
2: I can't believe that. Like, uh, Washington yeah. and Adam Driver, like, how could you? I mean, of course, Keanu, like, that just really upsets me.
0: Keanu, I oh, think, would, I could easily see Keanu. Like,
2: oh, totally. Holy yeah. Totally. Shit.
0: Yeah. It would have been awesome. But, hey, let, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what he does with Graven the Hunter, but here's the thing, um, supposedly in Spider-Man No Way Home, supposedly it's, go- I, I was reading something earlier, I couldn't, uh, I, I didn't get to save it, but it's supposedly going to introduce the Spider-verse in live action. Right, right. So what, for me, it's like Venom 2, okay, we're getting Carnage, cool, but if we're not gonna somehow get Spider-Man at the end for an end credit sequence, or in in Venom three or some kind of crossover, then it doesn't matter. Like you know, what's the point? Like
1: especially especially if it doesn't lead to what we all want, which is maximum carnage. Where Spider Man right. and Venom team up, that right. has to happen. We we've 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 beat around the bush too many fucking times with this shit. Execute it. Please. I heard rumors
2: too that this was supposed to be uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man, Toby McGuire um, was supposed to be the one in this Venom uh, sequel or whatever like that. But I'm like, how is that even possible when they already did the Venom, Topher Grace's mediocre right. post Venom in Spider Man 3? In that first- hell, hell,
1: I wouldn't even mind the way they're setting it up with the Sony universe with all these symbiotes. I wouldn't even mind a separation anxiety type of storyline. Oh yeah. We you know what I'm talking about, Jess. Yeah, I we're I
2: I, ta- I take it. Yeah, sure.
1: It's like fine. even if that's a, a, a happy compromise, let's just do something with these guys together and stop yeah. beating around the bush because you've been you've been cock teasing this shit for decades. Enough is enough. Yeah. It's time to it's time to you know, produce. Thank you. Bring back uh,
2: Adam Garfield's for uh, whatever. For Just this do one stuff. You know?
0: Andrew Garfield. Yeah yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Like that'd be kind of cool. And then tied in with the multiverse. I don't know. Something fun. Something
1: cool. Just like that. Stop pussyfooting around. Enough. Right. Right. enough. Right. And also,
0: supposedly, so Emma Stone was doing press for Cruella, uh, which is now out on Disney Plus and in theaters. Um, she was asked about being in Spider Man No Way Home. And she said that she's not in it. So the 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 dream the dream one of the things that I saw like some fans write was like, wouldn't it be cool to see Gwen Stacy in the multiverse in the Spider-Man No Way Home and the whatever the multiverse? And she's not the same Gwen Stacy of Andrew Garfield. She's from another multiverse, but she's Spider Gwen. That'd be cool. Like, yeah. That would be fucking awesome. That would be, that would be awesome. Like, fucking you know? spectacular. You're right. Yeah. In that suit. Nice oh, like.
1: yeah. <laughs> awesome. and tight. Ooh, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? I mean, but like, and that's the thing with, um, that's the thing I was really bummed about with because I really like Andrew Garfield's uh, Amazing Spider-Man films. Both films. Mm. The second one, yeah, it could have been a little bit better. I mean, it got a little lost in there with all the fucking let's build a sinister six like you know yeah. here they are like half of them whatever oh yeah we got three we got green goblin we got electro we got rhino we got paul Giamatti.
2: come on we got rhino like at the end with his russian right. accent like come on like barely right that doesn't count.
0: and i i remember like what really got me of course was the death of gwen stacy at the end because we've never we've never seen that in live action, and then you, right. you, know, and that really got me. And like you know, I, I love the, chem- I love the chemistry of Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield in that first film. You know, it's it's well done. You can see it. Of course, they they were even in a relationship for the for a while there. Um, so it, it you really see it on screen. And I was hoping after that second film, I was like, man, I can't wait to see the third film. And of course, I'm like, no, nah, we're not gonna finish that story. And I'm like, fuck, are you guys kidding me? And I even said, like, that um, I would have preferred the ending of that second film to actually end on a down note where he's just like, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. He's still depressed. But, like, it and I was thinking about it, like, and then you pick up with a third film where, of course, you know, he gets back to his feet or whatever. Or he's struggling to be Spider-Man or whatever. But then now, now that I think about it, how they ended on such a, a downside and they never got to finish it. That would have been terrible, uh, a terrible message for kids. <laughs> like, fuck, what happened to Spider-Man? Uh, but of course, years, years late, not too long after, oh, you guys like Spider-Man. So here, we're gonna introduce him in Civil War. He's gonna, get, he's gonna get Captain America's shield, and you're all gonna wet yourselves because it's gonna be <laughs> fucking awesome. And Iron Man's gonna call him, hey, Underoos, and he's gonna say, hey, everyone, because it's not just him saying, hey, everyone, to the Avengers. But it's going to be Spider-Man saying, hey, everyone, I'm in the Marvel Universe, bitches.
2: <laughs> yep. And then, I don't know. It's just too much, man. Sony needs to get it together. I like how they're like, well, we can't touch Spider-Man, so let's just manhandle all his villains. That would be kind of cool, right? So we we can we can,
0: just, we can just keep all that money. We don't have to share with Disney.
2: Yeah, they're just trying so hard to pull their pants up after being bent over by Disney. It's like come on guys just just let them have it obviously they got you by the nuts already give them the rest
0: i don't know if there, i have to look into it but supposedly there was a story where bread was thrown or salad was thrown at kevin feige or kevin feige did, did the the bread throwing and a sony executive or something like that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> dude I remember hearing about it somewhere, but I was like,
2: you just read it. articles all over the place of like them. They're fighting. They're fighting over. Oh, that yeah. Character. And Sony is not giving up that character. like well, you know.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, they realize if they share with Disney, they can still make more money. They can sell the character back, the rights back to Disney, but where's the fun in that?
2: <laughs> right. They don't get the milk. <laughs> more money. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we can make more money by building a
2: Spider-Verse. yeah
0: none of that stuff that you want like we'll just throw some (laughs) random bullshit (laughs) so stupid
2: bro i mean they get like that like little nugget that gold nugget you know into the spider-verse it's like awesome dude like thank you but everything else is like come on man just i'm so tired of it just give me some i love spider-man give me some other stuff continue with andrew garfield who cares
0: yeah the into the spider-verse that is a fantastic spider-man film oh man like yeah, oh, and I'm so glad I saw that in theaters. When I saw that, I was blown away. I was like, "Holy shit, this is a comic book come to life!" Like, yeah, it's amazing. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that sequel. Um, so that, and again, um, we did also get confirmation, finally official confirmation, from Oscar Isaac that he is Moon Knight. Yep, he's going to be playing Moon Knight. So he did post on his social media um a very cropped you can just see his eyes upward and behind him a lot of concept art and some comic book art of moon knight so he is training right now he's training uh they're doing some fight sequences and training to, uh, to get in sh- get into shape but this is the first official uh word that he is officially playing moon knight so that's that's interesting and by the way he will be in into the spider-verse too as spider-man 2099 because at the end spoilers of Into the Spider-Verse we get to see Spider-Man 2099 Miguel I forgot the last name
2: that'd be cool I hope they tie him into the multiverse too that'd be awesome
0: yeah and supposedly we're going to be getting the Japanese Spider-Man
2: as oh okay Nice. Yeah.
0: by the way again I want to I don't know if you guys got ever got to check that out if you, as, if you mentioned that you like Spider-Man Jester um, oh yeah! Check That's out awesome. uh, on Disney Plus the Marvel Six One Six series. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out that first episode featuring the um, the Japanese Spider Man TV show.
2: Okay, I'll yeah. check that out. Japanese
0: Spider Man. It's fifty minutes, but it is a fascinating, like, episode focused on the the history of the Japanese Spider Man show and how Stanley like say what you will about him and like what he what he did and he approved it and everything like he was willing to like let the, <laughs> like ex, um let the character be exposed to like a different culture yeah, so, that's awesome. yeah yeah um check out that uh so on disney plus marvel's 616 series the first episode is all about the japanese spider-man uncover the beginnings of japanese spider-man and discover how this cultural crossover took place it's a fascinating story and it's just it's just amazing. It's mind blowing. And the fact that we're gonna get Japanese Spider Man and in into the Spider-Verse 2, that's fucking awesome. And he's gonna have his bracelet and he's gonna call his robot, <laughs> he's gonna call his giant <laughs> Megazord. <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, the story, uh, it's it's fascinating. And the fact that back then Marvel was just like and, and Stanley was just like, yeah, don't you don't have to have Peter Parker. Do a Japanese hmm. Spider-Man for, your, for the Japanese you know uh, audience. And like, wow, it's really fascinating on how it came together. So, all righty. Um, and then, of course, we got this from a few days ago. Uh, we're getting, so it says here, uh, Danai Gurira, who plays Okoye from Black Panther. Um, hmm. And, of course, the uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Um, she will be. She will be in an origin spinoff series. That's Michonne, ain't it? From Walking yes. Dead. that is Michonne. Yep, that's right. Michonne from The Walking Dead, um, also known as Okoye. Uh, she will be in an origin spinoff series, though it's currently unclear if this is Ryan Coogler's Wakanda series or it's another project. Okay. But this is from uh, Instagram. Uh, Get fandom so but hey you know we saw some of the uh dora milaje in uh falcon and the winter soldier and they kick kicked ass for you know oh, yeah. the short amount of time that they were there i mean give us more i i want all the dora milaje give me okoye and i want to see her get her starbucks in wakanda yep. <laughs> Because she always mentioned that. A Starbucks? (laughs) Why can't we ever have a Starbucks or something? Or just do Dutch Bros. Do Dutch Bros. Fuck Starbucks. Dutch Dutch Bros is so much better.
2: They don't need... Yeah, Starbucks is overrated. Starbucks doesn't need all the money. (laughs) Eight dollars a cup? Come on, man. Yeah,
0: go to to Dutch Bros. And this is a free ad, by the way. Dutch Bros, you get more value and way better customer service. Customer service to the point that you're going to want to shut your window. I tell you, they're so friendly
2: like please shut please shut up and just give me my italian soda like please
0: all they need to do is crawl up inside <laughs> your car beside you give you a massage or something like
2: excuse me would you, you, want, you want me to pump your gas you want uh you want a neck massage while you wait excuse me how's your day going lady just like take my car please what are you doing
0: today what's happening <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Isn't that cool, guys? Hey, guys, this is what they're doing today. Isn't that cool?
0: <laughs> but I mean, hey, hats off to them because for me, it it's way better in a sense that, compared to like, I guess Starbucks is okay, but the Dutch Bros, they seem to go the extra mile. So, you know, oh, totally. yeah. as far as customer service, like, hey, that's, I appreciate that. So that's, that's, we, we all do. You it's know? much better yeah.
2: than, than what other people are offering these days. Yep.
0: So, all righty. Now, for some some, uh, interesting news. So, uh, let's see this. Uh, Everyone's favorite, well, Pinhead's favorite, Jonathan Cena, making headlines. (laughs) I ended up typing Jonathan Cena in Google. (laughs) Damn it. So, let's see. John Cena. Let's do a Google search, and the first thing that pops up, so John Cena NBA LeBron James whoa this is this is different John Cena NBA LeBron James needs to stop bending the knee to China so like oh holy shit <laughs> um so no we're going with so CNBC this is from two days ago John Cena apology after Taiwan comment feels like a forced confession free speech advocate says oh okay oh jeez so the story is apparently um, John Cena. Let's see. Let me find the actual story first. Uh, okay. Hold on. But yeah, this is getting a lot of like. So, actor see. Uh, so this one is from uh, NBC News. Actor John Cena apologizes to Chinese audience after calling Taiwan a country. Quote, I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very sorry for my mistake, Cena said in a video message recorded in Chinese. The fact that he recorded it in Chinese, like, hey, that's going the extra mile there. You don't have to do that. Oh, yeah, totally. But, but I've seen him like, where he does. like
1: um, he- well, he, I'll give him credit. He, he can speak Mandarin. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's fluent. So holy that shit. that wasn't that wasn't fake. That yeah. that portion wasn't fake. I that blows my
0: mind that he's fluent in Mandarin. Yeah, he's fluent. So holy shit. That's that's
1: that's awesome. Uh, so that's well, the only thing that's not fake about the pussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it says here, American actor and wrestling star John Cena has apologized on Chinese social media after getting tangled up in geopolitics scandal by calling Taiwan a country. In an interview to Taiwanese broadcaster TVBS earlier this month, Cena sparked controversy while promoting the ninth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise when he said, "Taiwan, quote, Taiwan is the first country to watch Fast and Furious 9. Beijing claims the self-governing island as part of its territory and has threatened to annex it by force if necessary Even though Taiwan has its own government, democratic elections and army, most governments around the world don't recognize it as a country. On Tuesday, Sina, 44, posted a video message that he recorded in Mandarin on Chinese social network Weibo, in which he said that he had done many interviews for Fast and Furious Nine, and during one interview, he, he, quote, made a mistake. Quote, I must say right now, it's very, 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 very important. Sina said, "I love quote I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very very sorry for my mistake." He did not elaborate on what he exactly on what exactly he was apologizing for, and did not directly mention Taiwan. Sina has a considerable presence on Weibo with more than 600,000 followers. He has been learning Mandarin for several years, according to media reports. Some Weibo users were critical of Sina's apology and called it insincere or lacking conviction. One wrote. Quote, it's the Western political correctness. He wants Chinese people to forgive him, but he also doesn't want to offend idiot Taiwan and the West, quote. However, oh some some were more forgiving. Quote, some of the comments here are really too aggressive, One uh, said. I think we should sit down and chat about it in a less intense way. Foreigners don't necessarily know China's politics, just like we don't necessarily know their politics, which is okay, that's actually an understand. That's, that's a good point. Like, you know, as far as the world news, like you can turn on CNN. Yeah. And you can see what's going on in another country, but it doesn't mean that that's the only thing going on. There could be other things going on, you know, unless you really take a deep dive into, you know, and you watch their news network on what they're seeing, then it's, that's something else. So it says here, Of course, uh, China is the world's second largest film market, of course. And that's why, but, you know, from what he said, you know, and it makes sense. You do these press interviews, you see, you see these actors, it's, it's part of a, in a sense, a grueling process because it's seeing a bunch of people and getting pretty much getting virtually the same questions asked over over and over and over and over and over again. And yes, it's part of the job it's a small, you know, price to pay for the the glitz and the glamor and the, the million dollar paychecks. But I, I I can see to a point by doing something over and over again, like you could easily make a mistake. And these, and it's not like they're on our time zone. If they're actually over there, they're, you know you're dealing with jet lag and time difference and all that stuff. So I don't know, like people are just like, wow, <laughs> like you already apologized what do you want oh that's insincere my goodness gracious and i mean bonus points i mean pinhead validated it first before i even read it that the fact that he can say yeah i've seen video of him online speaking in mandarin and i was at first i was like is this real <clears throat> but it's legit
1: no he's fluent i know my arch rival very well <laughs>
0: <laughs> right so and and to this i want to say so in 1996, Michael Jackson visited the Philippines. He was on his History World tour. I had the option to go to the concert by myself, or have a bowling party with my friends for my birthday. And I was thinking, because like my, my dad was like, I can I can get you a ticket, but it's just gonna be me, because the tickets are pricey. And I was like, I don't really feel like going to a concert by myself in a fucking crowd. Like you know, as much as I want to see Michael Jackson. But the fact that the, the ticket that I was gonna get I would be way back and to even appreciate Michael's I need to have like I need to bring binoculars to even see him because I'd be way back in this open field concert whatever so when Michael Jackson was um, they did televise the concert eventually which so I was like yay like that was awesome um, when they televised it so in the city that Michael Jackson was performing, the specific city he was performing in is called Parañaque City. But when Michael Jackson was addressing the crowd, he just kept saying, I love you Manila, which is the capital of the Philippines. And granted, Parañaque City is in Metro Manila, but the specific city that his concert was in was Parañaque City. But it's pretty tough for Michael Jackson talented as he is, to say parañaque. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say Manila because Manila, everyone can say Manila because it sounds like vanilla. You just right. wrote a letter. Right? right, right. So, And the Filipino people love Michael Jackson. And when he said, I love you, Manila, they were just, they were just cheering. No one was complaining but he wasn't saying, oh, he couldn't say it, because it's fucking hard to say for <laughs> someone who's not born there or used to the dialect. You can't, it's not easy to say Paranaque. Right. It's easy to say Manila. So, you know, and to that, like, it's not necessarily the same thing that John Cena did, but I'm trying to relate it to it as like the guy made a mistake. <laughs> like, uh, oh, you yeah. You know, like- I don't think it was intentional of him to, you know, and the fact that he knows Mandarin shows that he has an appreciation for the culture and for his fans yeah um, and i don't think that he you know if people are trying to like spin it as oh he's just he just did did that to uh cause a stir or like make it go viral whatever i don't think it's that because you can go viral without having to offend anyone and affect the
1: performance <laughs> of your movie
2: I, I think that's an honest but he had
1: no choice
2: no, I know, but because I, people are so I, I hate up, to upright. defend
1: Jonathan, but we're gonna, and without getting political, he had no choice. Those people, the people of that group are fantastic. The government won't put up with that shit. And that's mm-hmm. why he had to bend the knee. The that's government fun. made him do that. There you go. That government over there made him do that because. Let's not be daft here. They have killed people for less over there. Mm -hmm. Far less. We've seen it. It's leaked out. So he had no choice but to apologize. He had to bend the knee because he's their white monkey.
2: (laughs) We should accept the
1: the That's the fact of it. You either bend the knee or you're out. And and for all of you out there who go, why did he do it? You want to know what the most powerful market on the branch is right now? It's not the American market. It's the Chinese market. Hate to break that to you, but it's a fact. The Chinese market is, as far as box office goes, especially right now, is the most powerful market on the planet. That's a fact. Right. That's not hearsay. That's not conspiracy theory. That is mathematical fact. Legendary is owned by China.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Wow.
1: It's a little secret, but... For the most part, Legendary is owned by China. So China doesn't fuck around. You don't bend the knee like a Thanos snap, you're out. So right. he had no choice. Right. As much as I hate him, he had no choice. Or guess what? Not only would you have not have seen him in the next Fast film, which he'll be set up to be a regular in, the vast films would have been dissected because they China would have went, sorry, but you didn't apologize. So your film shut down. Whether we like it or not, China is the most powerful entity in the box office, especially right now in the COVID timeline. Whether you like it or not, mathematically, it is the most, most powerful market right now.
0: Yep. Period. So this one's from hollywoodlife.com. This relates to the whole John Cena incident. Megan McCain trashes, quote, spineless John Cena. Of after, course she
1: does. After he apologizes
0: you know. to China for calling on a country. So she tweeted. She didn't tag him, but she tagged the video of him. Apologize. Or she, she, she retweeted the video of him. And then tweeted. This is Megan McCain tweeting to the video. You absolutely spineless, chicken shit, pathetic coward. Oh my gosh! Like, so well, cool. she
1: had to know her father was just like John Cena. So there you go. So, yeah, spineless.
0: See, she. Uh, let's see. She tweeted on Tuesday afternoon, blasting John Cena with the with the anger. She usually reserves for her co-hosts on The View. Megan, 36, was furious at John, 44, for apologizing after he referred to Taiwan as an independent country and not as part of China while promoting his new film, F9. Megan was one of the many political commentators who trashed John for seemingly turning his back on the Taiwanese people out of fear of upsetting the Chinese movie viewing public. So, and of
1: course, right yeah, two things. One <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Jeez>. And two, <laughs> who is she to talk about anything because she thinks Taiwan is in Texas, so <laughs> right. Who's she to criticize anybody about geography?
0: Yeah, I'm like, wow, okay, if you're if you're really gonna call him, all those things and tweet, but why don't you add him? Add him. Exactly. On
1: Twitter.
0: Please. Why are you, why are you not spineless? And why? People? And
1: if you were going to do that and do it on that, why didn't you give him critical information about the geography that you're talking about? Why didn't you educate him? <laughs> exactly. Like, fully. If you were going to do that shit, fully educated, but you didn't because you don't know. Cause like I said, you think Taiwan is close to Texas. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> so, uh, so just like your daddy. To,
0: so, related to all the China stuff with John Cena. So, we have the uh, Friends, the reunion uh, special that dropped on oh HBO. God,
1: no, I'm out. A few days
0: ago. So, I'm not a huge fan of Friends. I used to watch it when it was on. Um, I liked it, I enjoyed it. And of course, especially in the 90s, like, you know, a lot a lot of, uh, in school, like a lot of people watched it. So it was like, okay, cool. I remember the theme song. You hear that theme song, you know where it's from. Um, I haven't finished the reunion, but it's made me realize and remember like, oh, like, yeah, this show is obviously the juggernaut that it was and still is. Um, and the fact that, you know, now there's still merchandise, they're merchandising the shit out of it. their Funko Pops, uh, you know, straight up the wazoo and all these mer- uh, merchandise and, you know, for the special. So reportedly each of the friends for the reunion special made 5 million each. Not bad for a reunion special, right? For For coming back together after what, 17 years? So that's reportedly, and I do remember reading on the news and seeing on the news when the show was coming to its end, or like the last two three seasons, they were banking like God knows how much per episode. It was like oh seven just... seven eight hundred thousand dollars an episode for each of them, something like that. Um, but for the reunion special, I still need to finish it, but I uh, I really like what they did. It's fascinating and how they show they. The creators tell the story of how they started casting and how the, the the idea came about. And the fact that in the show, there's not one lead character or actor, it's all of them. The story focuses on all of them. Everyone gets a fair share of story, you know? So I thought that was fascinating. And the fact that it's basically made all of them stars ever since then. Um, and it's interesting what, like, um, I think it was, Matthew Perry or Matt uh, Matt LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc, who was in some they show like some old old ass janky ass sci-fi show that he was in, and it just looks so fucking terrible. And they're like, "Get out of that show, come to Friends, and we'll, we'll we'll treat you better." And even like Jennifer Addison who was in some other show, she was playing a, a, a waitress, and um. She wanted to leave that show, she told the creator of that show, like, let me go as I've really fallen in love with this show. And the creator of that other show told her, no, you stay here, because you you won't be a star in that other show. And lo and behold, we know what happens uh, after the fact, of course, of uh, 10 seasons of Friends. Um, But right from the get-go, I thought it was interesting, by the second season, they were already hitting it big. Um, And the fact that 25 million people we're tuning in to watch each episode um, from around the world. Like, I don't even think that's just the U.S. I think it's worldwide, um, or maybe it's the U.S. only. I, I have to double check. Anyway, um, so in rela- in re- relation to the whole China bit with John Cena, um, from Variety.com, the friends reunion uh, has been censored in China, cutting out bits from BTS, Lady Gaga, gay fans, and more. So uh, China's top streaming platform censored around six minutes of material from HBO Max friends, the reunion special on the day of its debut Thursday, deleting footage of artists. The like, leading footage of artists like BTS previously deemed to have quote insulted China gay fans references to P and a shot of Matt LeBlanc in his underwear, among other moments. Friends has amassed a huge devoted following in China over the years, and thousands of fans had expressed their excitement for the special across all local social media platforms ahead of its release. But many said they were, quote, bewildered to find that all three of the country's major streaming platforms with rights to officially broadcast the show, uh, Ikiyi, I think, Alibaba's Youku and Tencent Video, had entirely cut appearances by musicians BTS, Lady Gaga, and Justin Bieber, as well as other scenes.
1: So, um... what a shock!
2: Censorship? Yep. What?
1: No one. Right. Right. And they weren't bewildered. You fucking idiot! Article. These the Chinese people go through this all the time. It's the Chinese government. They're always censoring because the Chinese government. Here's a hot take. They hate homosexuals and black people and minorities. They and don't like people. them. And and everybody goes, Oh, that's a Chinese. No, it's not the Chinese people. The Chinese people love everything we put out there. Yep. Their government is what's stopping them from getting the content that they want. Yeah. And they so don't speak up because if they do, they die. They die.
0: Yeah. That's both. It says here, last October, Chinese nationalists slammed BTS for insulting China by not mentioning the sacrifices of Chinese soldiers in the Korean War in an acceptance speech for a prize celebrating the group's contributions to US-Korea relations, which had no direct relation to China.
1: Exactly.
0: Censor them. Fuck BTS. Get them. (laughs) And then uh, Gaga has been a person non grata in China since she met in 2016 with the Dalai Lama, with whom she discussed compassion, Beijing accuses the Nobel Peace Prize laureate of being a dangerous separatist. Holy shit.
1: Can we do something real quick? What? Can we just give a hat off to my baby girl, Lady Gaga? (laughs) You know, she's a humanitarian, she's a sexy beast, she's an all around talented artist, you know? She's my future wife, whether she knows it or not. You know?
0: Oh, she she better know it. Um, Oh, she's gonna know. So so she has a Nobel Peace Prize, or was it the Dalai Lama?
1: She should have a Nobel Peace Prize. Right? Now I'm curious. Gotta Google it. But I'm pretty sure it was the Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah. No way.
0: (laughs) So Bieber first came under fire in China in 2014. For photographing himself visiting Tokyo's controversial Yasukuni War Shrine, a site that honors Japanese World War II war criminals alongside other casualties of war. In 2017, the Beijing Municipal Bureau of Culture formally banned him from performing in the country, citing, quote, a series of bad behaviors, both on and off stage. All three Chinese platforms cut the musicians out of the Friends special entirely. In BTS's offending 13 second clip, the K-pop superstars express their love for the series with member RM saying the show, quote, really taught him things about life and true friendship. In the uncut HBO Max version of the special, Gaga appears for nearly three minutes to sing a rendition of Smelly Cat with Lisa Kudrow's Phoebe backed by a gospel choir she thanks Kudrow for being quote, the different one, the one who was really herself on the show. The Chinese version allows Kudrow to sing a verse of the song for about 45 seconds on her own before jumping to the next post-Gaga segment. Later, Bieber's strut down a catwalk to show off a beloved potato costume from the show, Spudnik disappears without a trace. Even more troubling perhaps is China's erasure of LGBTQ references, all three platforms deleted the testimony of German Friends fan, Ricardo, who described how the show gave him a sense of belonging. Quote, I was a gay man who wanted to have hair like Jennifer Aniston, so you can imagine how lonely I sometimes felt, he says. And I actually remember that bit. So additionally, Yuku deleted a subsequent scene in which a woman pulls her girlfriend on camera, quote, like every Chandler, I found my Monica, she says. Yuku also cut out shots of a separate scene in which LeBlanc's Joey opens his bathrobe to reveal himself in his skivvies with a picture of Ross stuck to the front of his underwear. More confusingly, Ikki and Tencent both censored a seemingly innocuous classic scene in which Monica recounts how Chandler and Joey helped her overcome a severe jellyfish sting by peeing on her, as the rest of the gang squeals in horror. So,
1: so why did that get edited? I, I'm not understanding.
0: For the for which one? The jellyfish.
1: For any of it. So
0: they're um, basically so the the um, they don't like LGBTQ. Yeah. And, and those musicians, so Bieber, BTS, and Gaga, have are on a blacklist. So they're like. We're like bleep, cut, cut, cut.
1: <laughs> and just so we can can clear it up, the, yeah, it was the Dalai Lama. He okay. was the fourteenth recipient of the Nobel Peace
0: Prize. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for checking. But yeah, um, so I can only imagine what it must be like to have a job in uh, the Chinese um, entertainment, like yeah, that that's censor board. Be- they're like, here's your blacklist. Make sure you cut them out.
1: <laughs> and they get paid nothing except for a thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, that's insane. Yep.
0: So you know, uh, it's just fascinating and interesting. I mean, at least here, say what you want. But would. at the
1: same time, John is, Jonathan Cena should have known better. He should have known better. Like, yeah, not, not like he knew. He knew. He
0: knew. Yep. Alrighty. Because
1: you don't, you don't get fluent in that in that culture and, and the language, and not know what you're supposed to not like. Come on.
2: Right. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it could have been a slip of, slip of the tongue. Like, that's fine. Automatically, that's fine. Assum- assuming it in your mind as you're just talking honest mistake I, that's what i'm saying like i feel like it's an honest
1: mistake so so i understand where you're coming from jester but so i know this guy if people think i have an irrational hatred of him he knew better he did mm. because he's been doing this for years
2: that is true white monkey
1: the term chinese have a term for us yeah. white monkey for a reason and yeah. you can look it up of what that is there's a reason why that that term is out there and, it, right. and it's not and it's not for you guys jumping the gun it's not specific to caucasians white monkey means american period yeah. black I filipino agree. any of us any so he knew better he knew better normally i would agree with you jester I would 100% agree with you. However, Jonathan knew his white monkey standards <laughs> and what he was supposed to do, and he knew better. So it's it, 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 it goes on the government that we were talking about, and it also goes on Jonathan because he knew the bag he was getting from that country. Sorry. Not sorry.
0: Yeah. So. Yep. All righty, this one is some brand new news, uh, just like today, or no, yesterday. So this is from Variety.com. Miles Teller to star in the Godfather making of series, taking over the role from Army Hammer.
1: Toe eater.
0: Toe muncher. (laughs) Miles (laughs) Teller will play producer Al Ruddy in the upcoming Paramount Plus series, the Offer, which details the behind the scenes story of the making of The Godfather. Teller takes over the role from Army Hammer, whose exit from the series was exclusively reported by Variety in January amid sexual misconduct allegations. Teller will executive produce The Offer in addition to starring. He is primarily known for his film work, having previously starred in features such as Whiplash, The Spectacular Now, Bleed for This, and Only the Brave. He's also set to star in the upcoming films such as Top Gun, Maverick, and Spiderhead on the TV side. Teller starred in Too Old to Die Young on Amazon, which was directed and co-directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. So, uh, the the offer will tell the story of Ruddy's experience as a producer on The Godfather, Back in 1972, Paramount Plus has given the limited series a 10-episode order. So, Paramount Plus is ramping so who's up. Who is he supposed to be playing? He's going to be playing... Mario Puzo? Al Reddy. He's going to be playing oh, Al Reddy. He's
1: going to be the producer. Okay,
0: Producer Al Reddy. Yep. Okay. That's um, okay. That's who he's going to be playing. And then, of course, from movieweb.com, Tommy Wiseau or Wiseau (laughs) challenges Hollywood to cast him in Knives Out 2. So, if they do, uh, then I'll watch it. The room director and star Tommy Wiseau wants to join the ensemble cast of Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 2. If Ryan Johnson were to cast Tommy Wiseau in Knives Out 2, the world would be a better place to live. Truly a unique personality. Wiseau is best known for starring in The Room, the legendary indie movie he also wrote, directed, and produced. The story of of its production was chronicled in the movie The Disaster Artist with James Franco playing the eccentric (laughs) actor and filmmaker. So, (laughs)
1: interesting. Hell yeah. Why not? <laughs> a shitty actor from a sh- directed by a shitty director if you uh, if you'd
0: like a bunch of laughs if you're feeling like you just want to laugh you need to laugh really hard and or cringe at the same time just go ahead and youtube Tommy Wiseau Joker and he does his own version of the Joker from the dark knight and holy shit <laughs> if there's ever been a terrible And even
1: better, if you can find a copy of The Room, get it. It is fantastically terrible. I need to see that. For I... my boy Jester, it's on the level of a Neil Breen movie.
2: Yeah, I heard actually. That. So
1: you know, it's top quality, gesture.
2: I know, and like, I I need to do that with my wife because uh, yeah, I, I really do because she's the one that dragged me to all the Neil Breen stuff and like.
1: Oh, just, then she needs to see the room.
2: Let's go to the movie theater and watch Neil Breen in Downtown LA. I'm like, excuse me, you want to what? Like, it was funny watching it on YouTube as it is, but let's that is out. hilarious.
1: So, <laughs> I still yeah, need no. to
0: see the room. I, I do. Seen I the need to see the disaster artist, though. The disaster artist is quite a trip. So, all right. From Hollywoodreporter.com, Val Kilmer, documentary set by Amazon Studios and A24, uh, it's going to be called Val, traces the life and career of the mercurial actor through interviews and behind-the-scenes footage supplied by Kilmer who also stars in the upcoming sequel, Top Gun Maverick.
1: Does he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, remember,
2: we, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's we, we right. had quite the discussion about it yeah. back in My uh, yeah.
1: documentary's coming out. <laughs> Be sure to see it on Hulu. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so, back, Val, bitches.
0: Val Kilmer, whose Maverick career has included a varied range of roles, from Batman to rock icon, icon, Jim Morrison is the focus of a new intimate documentary produced by A24 and acquired by Amazon Studios in the U.S. and Latin America. Directed by Leo Scott and Ting Poo, <laughs> that's the actual <laughs> name, <laughs> Ting Poo, p double <laughs> Val relies on numerous interviews with Kilmer as well as footage supplied by the actor and artist himself. Quote, at least once a day for years, I looked around and got this bittersweet feeling that there are a thousand reasons that this project could have been shipwrecked. Uh, Kilmer told THR in a statement, I mean, what could a film look like of a man filming himself? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I don't know, the fact that he's supplying, like, hey, use this. Use this. No, not that one. I'm not going to show you that one. I'm going to give you that one. Use this. That well one. his
1: pompous Val Kilmer come, has come out because he, he's no, he's notorious for being a dickhead like
0: see that he, I'm really curious about I'm really curious So
1: about. so there's a documentary about the island of, of Dr. Moreau and how it was uh, made I can't oh God I was I need, I'm, I'm looking it up. But there's a documentary I saw it on Amazon, and it, it it they talked about how he was a terror on set, and the reason why Marlon Brando hated his ass, he despised Val Kilmer because uh, Val Kilmer was supposedly an absolute unbearable prick on that set. Right, so I heard so and and so. And I don't like to kick people while they're down, even though we've made the jokes of the, uh, but, you know, there is a thing about karma. You know, you're shitty to people. Karma comes back to you, whether you believe it's God or karma or your terror, shit comes back to you if you're a shitty person to people, notoriously. Because apparently, after Batman Forever and the and the Oscar nomination he got, which I think was for The Doors, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's The Doors. Yeah, he, he really good he, at that. he developed a huge ego, and people hate him. So, so we'll see. Well, I don't think they'll tackle that, you know, because that right. would. Uh, dissect Val's ego so they won't tackle that but there is a I'm trying hard to find it we can get back to it and I can get to the end but I'll look for that documentary and I'll tell you but it's it, it's it's the documentary of I on the island of Dr. Monroe and he was he was a he he people hated him everyone hated him everyone hated him so because he was a prick. Right. Because it came fresh off of Batman Forever, where whether you liked it or not, that movie was a huge success for him. Right. It was a huge success for the studio. It made tons of money. And his ego just went through the roof. So.
0: Right. I still need to see The Doors and Tombstone.
1: The Doors is fantastic. Tombstone? Oh. You haven't seen Tombstone? Those are his best oh. movies. I'm sorry, oh, but they gosh. are. Tombstone's Tombstone amazing. and The Doors are his best movies.
0: Yeah, I need to see those.
1: They're the reason why you can consider him an an Oscar caliber actor. Oh yeah, That's like cool. like especially Tombstone, where he just because he and the reason why I say Tombstone is because he didn't he wasn't the focal point. He was a sub character, and he gobbled. I know
2: he stole the show. I know
1: he did. <laughs> he really did. He gobbled scenery.
2: Oh yeah. Every scene he was in, I was captivated. Dude, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing character."
1: Like, he 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 came up with one of the most famous lines. There, like, you know it, Jester.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent, man.
1: The Huckleberry uh, line, you know.
2: Oh yeah, that's my Huckleberry.
1: So, Val Kilmer, yes, he's a very he 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 is and and still is a talented actor. He's just notoriously. Known as a fucking prick, right, right. Like I've even heard Kurt Russell hates him. So, wow,
2: I heard that too, actually. But uh, because I, I he's a prick,
1: that. he's supposed to be a fucking on set. He's supposed to be a diva.
2: Yeah, like ego. A, a diva.
1: Yeah, like a Mariah Carey
0: diva. Yep, interesting. But yeah, and I'm hoping that we still get to see that Batman Forever Schumacher cut. Uh, Me
1: too. Me did, too, yeah. brother, cuz I because no joke. I love that movie. I love it. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Batman Forever is the fucking shit.
0: I I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy every interpretation of Batman, even Batman and Robin. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, I hate Batman and Robin. I think it's dog shit, but I knew I understood what he was trying to go for. And at the, at the end of the day, a lot of people don't realize that that a lot of that was forced on him. Right. Right. So
0: if we can't
1: blame him completely, because a lot of that was forced on Joel Schumacher. Right.
0: And if, if he didn't go full circle to like Batman 66 and we didn't get Batman and Robin, I don't think we would have gotten Christopher Nolan's take on exactly. So, you know, exactly so all right well that's all i've got for the news um if you guys want to share anything you're currently watching or enjoying
2: um honestly i'm pretty ready to wrap up but i will say that the rush hour movies are on hbo max and go watch them because they're still a treat to watch
0: oh yes i saw that yep still waiting for that Rush Hour 4 announcement. Like, holy shit. Dude,
2: seriously, I really want one. Like, Come on. I, I wouldn't even Ooh. mind him doing another movie with Owen Wilson. Like, there was Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights that I really enjoyed. Um, well, I want, who's going to
1: direct one.
2: it? Oh, pff, I don't know.
1: Because Ratner think, cannot direct oh, it. Right. That's right. know, yeah. Oh, that's right.
2: We know, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. in
1: the Brian Singer cat and Kevin.
2: That's right. Can't,
1: like, if they let him direct it, they would be absolute hypocrites. Oh, so
0: I wonder who owns the the rights. Would it just be the studio cuz he produced those too, right? Rat Pack? Yeah. So yeah. So that's the, maybe that's, So
1: what would happen what would happen is he would still get money from it. That's right. They they and, and what they, they so let's let's Best case, best case Hollywood scenario would be they would eradicate him off the face of the planet. They would get new writers, new directors, but he would still make money off of it because he, like you said, he produces the films and he has the rights to them. Him and New Line. Him and New Line. So it's, it's between those two.
0: Yeah, I think also BBS is also, I think it's BBS that's also Rat Pack produced or like yep. and that's why that's I think why that. they had
1: that gal gadot scenario that happened
0: yes. You know? yes
1: yeah yep yeah that's right so you know they're under the gun
0: yeah it's fascinating how those things work and you know like you think it they're... really
1: is because a lot of the people don't like to uh mention it but the weinsteins are still making money under their loophole contracts so right Right. Yeah. But, you know, me too, me too, and all that bullshit, you know, that phony Hollywood bullshit. And then you guys wonder why we hate you. Well,
0: I mean, for those that it helped, I'm all for it.
1: I am too, but there's a lot of people out there, especially the children that we don't like to talk about that have not been rectified like the Corey hayman Corey feldman situation right. that was sweeped under the rug during the me too movement so I, I agree with you mike it's a great it's a great movement but the results have been absolute bullshit right right just like yeah. black lives matter yeah
0: it's something that's you know It's something that, hey, at least it raises awareness and we'll see what goes from here. It still depends on how people, you know, react. You guys, you just need to do your
1: your due diligence out there and actually research what you're putting your money into and go from there. That's all I'm saying. And I'll leave it at that.
0: Yep. Alrighty then. Well, that's pretty much the episode. Yep. Sweet. So, Thank you guys for joining us and uh, feel free to, if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you're following, you hit that follow button so you can be alerted whenever we've got new shows or if you're, if you're listening to this on Apple podcasts, we would appreciate if you rated the show. Um, also, I'm not sure if it's just me, but whenever I try to find the show on Apple podcasts, it's giving me no results. So I don't know if that's just me, but if there's any other um, Apple users out there, make sure to check and try to do a search for the show, Filmmaker Mike and the boys, because nothing is coming up for me.
1: Let me see. And I have to do this real quick. I forgot about this. I left this out, but I have to retract something. This has to be on air. Our boy Dan, who is an avid listener, just like Jesse and others, you know, they're there and Brad, my boy Brad, you know. Love you, Brad. Our hardcore listeners, Dan brought something up to me, and I have to retract a, retract a statement that I made last week. I don't hate all heist films. He actually brought something up to me that I have to. Retract, so oh. I will say this He's right Because he brought up two examples That made me rethink My stance on heist films So here we go I hate heist films I enjoy Good ones He brought up Two examples that I could not debate Which one? One was Heat Heat Oh, <laughs> okay. Greatest heist film of all time, in my opinion. Okay. Whew. And he got me bad. I was like, oh, shit. Any the other? second heist film, I got to remember which one it was. It was He brought up Heat, and there was another one that I could not debate. Who was or, no, it? Or no, okay. Heat and Point Break. Point he got me on really two. He got me. World. He got me. Huh?
2: Point break's not really a heist movie though, is it? It's a cop and ride. Kind Robert
1: is, movie. kind of is. It's far more a heist film than uh, I don't know, Terminator Two Judgment Day. Oh, yeah, Kuya cool, was talking <laughs> out of his blood hole you know, with that one.
2: But I mean but, but is it really there,
1: a there, there, He has movie? a point because there's a lot of heist. And I don't like to go into it because there's still people that haven't seen it for what reason, I don't know you idiots out there, but Mike. Yes, he's undercover, but he's undercover doing heist work. Like, you and I both know that that's...
0: Spoilers! (laughs) I was kidding.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. That's why I'm trying. But the point is, he brought up the two heist films, Heat and Point Break. He's correct. So, I will retract my statement. I don't hate heist films. I hate Terrible heist films like, I don't know, one Zack Snyder, I don't know, I don't know, you know, but I hate, I hate terrible heist films, so I'll retract, so I'll retract my statement, Pinhead was wrong, you heard it here, folks, I know, you love that, right, Pinhead was wrong, I don't hate heist films, I hate terrible heist films, so there you go. All right, there you go. Um, one more, and that one's too. for you, Dan. I love you, baby boy.
0: Yeah, one more thing, too. I forgot to mention um, if you enjoyed Borat 2, um, they released more, I guess, uh, more footage from the cutting room floor uh, of Borat's. Um, um, so, check out um, Borat's American Lockdown and Borat VHS cassette of material deemed subacceptable by Kazakhstan Ministry of Censorship and Circumcision. <laughs> so um, that's from Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen. That's on Amazon Prime video right now. So if you've got it, it's there. If you enjoyed Borat, well, there's more footage. And lastly, I forgot to mention this, um, Quiet Place 2 Ooh! is looking at a big debut. It's yes, projected it to bring in $47 million through Sunday. And fifty-seven million dollars by Monday. Yes, 300, my doing. It. Not three hundred from three thousand and seven hundred twenty-six North American theaters. So if that doesn't tell you what, uh, that the movies are back, well, the movies are back. And um, Cinemark, I believe AMC, and I forgot the other theater chain that announced it. They have also announced that. For movie audiences who are vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask in the movie theater, in the auditorium, when you're watching a film. So there you go.
1: And I will say this as we wrap up. That's good for Quiet Place Part 2 because, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to bring this news to you. But for this part of the COVID timeline with the theaters opening up. You're going to have to come to us at the horror movie community over here, or you're going to have to go over there to Marvel because those are going to be the heavy hitters that are going to come out for this year because next week we got conjuring three coming out. And then after that, you know, the fast and the furious, which might as well be a comic book movie. So from Marvel. So you guys need to really come over to this circle or go to the Marvel branch because that's the – that that those are going to be the heavy hitters, excluding, you know, Fast 22. So there you go.
0: Yep. All righty. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, for listening in, for your continued support. We always appreciate it. So until next time, we hope that we will be uh, we will have Kuya back on. Yeah, then. hopefully. So, thank you guys for listening and for watching. Stay safe out there. See you all again soon. Bye bye.
1: Come home, Kuya. <laughs>